Hello and welcome to MiceCast with your hosts Greg and Mike. Hello. I guess the uh, Shaft Boy will be along. Yeah, he said he was going to be late. It's almost a half an hour past the time we normally record. So I don't know where the shit-sucking bastard is. but. And we're doing our new stream live. What what do I want to say? Uh, simultaneous, simulcast. While we're you, rec- yeah, well, you, you cast or whatever. <laughs> while we're streaming while we record. So you may hear us uh, read, be reading some of the chat inputs we're getting. And we'll be laughing because we'll find it funny. And if we're smart, we'll read it to you so you can find it funny too. Otherwise, it'll just be between us. Yeah. yeah. Has it affected our downloads? Have you noticed? Because, I mean, quite frankly, why would Tigger, but then, you know, Ray is a, a DF of extreme magnitude, a level five <laughs> in the character <laughs> breakfast, you know, cast of levels. Um, so he probably would listen to it again, but you know why would Spence listen to it again or Esquire? I, I mean, they've already heard it. I don't know. Uh, that's a very good question. I am embarrassed to say though that you know my six and a half minute pirate video of World of Color. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, it got out there and it showed up on two threads in Rat Chat. Really? Yes. Uh, well, good or bad. No, just, hey, if you guys want to see a sneak peek, grab this six-and-a-half-minute video. Right? Oh, okay. You know, so, you know, no comments as to the quality or no comments as to where it came from. Just, hey, it's out there. And that thing was downloaded a ton. <laughs> cool. It, it, hit, it hit Rat Chat and a bunch of people grab it. Oh, that's, that's true. If you can get someone to mention over there or go sign in and, you know, mention it yourself. Uh, no, I did, I did not. I just... No, I, I know you did, but I'm saying this, that, that is a way to, you know... I mean, there's yep. a lot. I mean, like it or not, Rat Chat has a lot of uh, people like Ray hanging out there. <laughs> Damn. So. You're only saying that because you know he's listening, right? Exactly. Is that why you're busted? Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, what are we going to do? We are going to read mail, I guess. Well, we we do have some mail to go over. Um, Shitload. Actually, I think everybody got uh, criticized in these a few emails, but. Um, uh, Shaft is not here yet, and some of them, well, they all really kind of affect him, so we should wait uh, for him to come on. So we, we can talk about the French market. I wonder if Richard even knows the French market had a rehab or what the changes are, because I tend to find that he doesn't really know what happens inside these restaurants or you rides. Know, or I, You know, I just think it's a, um, I think it's just a combination of he's just been there so stinking long that it's gone from... Hey, I love my job, too. This is a job. Well, yeah, it's not, oh, yeah, I'm working at Disney. It's a job. And, and maybe that's why, you know, people like popcorn vendors tend to have more information than him. I mean, I, he didn't even know there was a new Indian Indiana Jones, but, you know, the popcorn dudes and the churro dudes knew it. But then again, they might read Mice Chat, and they all knew <laughs> All right, so all right, well, where do you want to start? Okay, go ahead, give us your your rundown of the rehab. Well, the place looked nice, and from a quick glance, you might not have thought anything had changed. Uh, I was. Oh wait, I'm, this is French Market, right? Let's set the whole stage. French oh, yeah, Market, yeah. buffeteria place, right next. Buff- to- yeah, buffeteria style, right next to the train station. Uh, 
the DPN has had a few lunches there or meets there, I think, over the time where people just have gone there as a place to eat in whole because it's usually, you know, been pretty good. Had fried chicken, uh, things of that nature. Has has the little pastry window, that joint. Has the little jazz band yeah, play. Yeah, and we used to be able to get refills there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So as you go in now, there's a double door entry. There's kind of like this little round French type entry that's just got an opening and then you've got a pair of doors oh okay well that's good for air conditioning and and things flies flies you know try to be green you know it's one thing i have noticed a lot of well i guess that's usually in the back by the kitchen you you got those um uh air trap i i forgot what they're called you know air air curtains those air curtains yeah that basically are there to keep you know flies and crap out of the kitchens and usually they're not at areas um public entries and stuff but i have seen them at public entries but usually they're not Uh, but anyways so you go through these double doors and i would not have noticed they changed where the forks and knives were if someone else hadn't screwed up by going through the line and not picking up their or not picking up the forks and knives right as you start the line so that was change one uh forks and knives and all that used spoons used to all be out by the uh, condiment rack out yeah yeah and on the way out the door Correct. So no longer that way. And I didn't even look at the menu because, hey, I knew the menu. There's fried chicken here. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, we start going through the line. It's their salads, blah, blah, see the guy. I'm like, hmm, why don't you tell me what you got here? Because it looks like the menu has changed. No no uh, fried chicken. It might have been – it was probably grilled. Um, and then they had this thing that he kind of described as um, macaroni and cheese, but it had this crusty stuff on the top, and I think there might have been – uh, mushrooms in it. It, it had a, um, an official name. I don't remember what it was. Then they had um, a meat in, what was it? like? Not prime rib. What would another, like thin sliced? Pot, pot roast? Uh, maybe a pot roast. Thin, thinly sliced potatoes, gravy, that kind of a thing, you know. Uh, and then the, the usual desserts, the kid menus. And then, you know, so I'm rolling around and I get to, hey, there's a person filling up drink cups here. There's no fountain anymore, which was always located, I thought, in a very bad location. It was right next to the register. Yeah. Kind of stopped people and all that. So now it's moved back a little bit. And by this time, um, Electric Mike and Kilt Boy uh, pull up behind me. And, I, and I've already got my drink figured out in my head that there were no refills because someone's filling them up. And Mike asked the question, you know, no refills? Nope. Uh, refills cost you full price and we're like okay so you know we pay and we go out uh, and the condiments and all that crap is still pretty much outside and then mike also noticed that it no longer has a sponsor i, I forgot who the sponsor used to be Stouffer's? it might have been so you now look at the french market signs no sponsor and they actually got kind of cool that there there's a um powered or automatic bifold doors as you go out which they're kind of cool because you usually don't see powered bifolds. You know, it's not a real common sight, uh, not terribly hard to do. But so that that looked kind of nice. And we sat there, and the band was finishing up just as we sat down. They never returned the whole time we were there, and we were there a little while. So I don't know what their break schedule was like, but it was good for them. <laughs> <laughs> the food was okay. Um, I think both what? the boys I was with had the the meat. I had the the, the the mac and cheese thing, it was okay. Uh, I asked about the fried chicken. He's like, Plaza Inn. So Plaza Inn must be the only fried chicken now 
Uh, at least that's what this dude said. We, we had stopped by the other one, the, the new uh, table. Um, Cafe Orleans. Cafe Orleans. Yeah, I, I don't know why, but that name doesn't always ring the bell as quickly as French Market. And both Steve and I were kind of looking eh, a little, maybe a little too Cajun for us. And I don't want that big deep fried sandwich. <laughs> Heart attack people, on a plate. <laughs> yeah, people all think it's the best thing in the world. I, I, I don't need any, any of that. So that pretty much sums that up. That you know, no refills. So that used to be a big refill place. So screw that. Seems to me like right now, if you want buffeteria style with, you know, some fried chicken or some decent. Food, the Plaza Inn seems to be, if you're going to stay in the park, that is, Plaza Inn seems to be the place. This seemed a little more healthy, I guess you could say, though I don't know how healthy mac and cheese is. I mean, there's a lot of cheese. My doctor told me to cut out some of the cheese. So Yeah, because Riverbell switched to a sal- sandwich and salad place too, huh? Okay. We're going to have to pause here for a moment. It didn't show up anything on discussion. It showed that you guys weren't even on, that you guys were call, or on the call or anything. Yeah. There. It doesn't show. It just Crap. It shows in the past. Um, so uh, we were uh, talking. Uh, yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Greg. Finish, finish your story about uh, French Market. Are you there? And? <laughs> and Greg. You can, all right. Okay, you were so talking. Your, you were talking yeah. about French Market. French Market, yeah. After and the rehab. After the rehab, and it looks like uh, Plaza Inn's the only place to get fried chicken. So, well, my, yeah. My 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 observation is, if you want fried chicken, you want refills, you want a nicer venue, go to Plaza Inn. Ignore French Market. It's it's lost its appeal to me. I, even the two people I was with said they probably wouldn't necessarily go back there uh, for their first stop. And, and the, I, I had just eaten in the Plaza Inn two or three days prior when we were with Margaret Carey. So I've got a, you know an immediate comparison to the two places. Uh, I just don't like the menu now that's left. And, and a couple of nights before, I, I had went to the, the snack window or the pastry window and ordered a funnel cake. Um, very, very, very... Very, 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 very disappointing. The funnel cake. Yes. Uh, here was the first clue I knew I should have known to say, well, well, let me have a fritter instead. They had they had this thing like with three fritters and dipping thing. I, I don't dip my fritters, but I guess some people like to dip them. Um, she pulled out a complete finished funnel cake out of this box thing in front of her and then uh, the guy that was with me also ordered one, and she walks off, I'm guessing, to the microwave somewhere to nuke them. <laughs> microwave, nice. Uh, so I probably will never have a funnel cake at Disneyland again. I know the, the one decent place in Florida at the American Pavilion, Liberty I know Liberty they cook. Square. And Liberty Square. They cook them right there, yes. right in front of you. They're fresh. Uh, French Market, they're prior cooked and nuked when you want them. I don't waste. Not, not the way I'm going to eat a funnel cake. It was very disappointing. So, Okay, so I'm, I'm running down in my head the list of buffeteria-style places, right? In Disneyland yes, or in, the Disneyland in, Resort? In Disneyland. Okay. Okay, so is Pizza Port considered buffeteria? Yeah, it, it's probably right. borderline. Nothing, but you get refills there. Uh, okay. Tomorrowland, no. Uh, so... 
Riverbell that switched yeah. to that switched to salads and it, it sandwiches. Salads and sandwiches, and it's, you know it's not bad for what it is. I, I like the sandwiches and all that, but I want to say that their drinks are in in, in uh, bought plastic bottles. Uh, I, I'm trying to remember if we just I, I think I had a water when I was there, so I grabbed the bottle of water. I'm not sure if they had cokes or if they. I don't remember seeing a fountain, but I'm not 100 percent sure. All right, so then there's our, the Plaza Inn. Uh, keep going, Zocalo. You get refills at Zocalo, but you know that's. And they... again, I don't know if refills are necessarily on the menu per se. It's just a matter of they have a self service. Yeah, serve and they they don't and you, stop you, and they don't stop you, and you make huge assumptions that. And you that get a paper cup. Better. You get a paper cup with a lid. That is true. Well, I had a paper cup with a lid at uh, a French Market. But it was full boat to get a okay. refill on it. I know for, uh, at Plaza Inn, one of the guys that was help that was clearing a table for us last time we ate there, he told me, "When you're ready to leave, I'll give you a paper cup because oh, you know you nice. get you get the yeah, plastic you get the plastic cups. Yeah, yeah wow, well, that's that's good to know. I didn't know that. So uh, keep going. Uh, that's it, right? No more buffeteria past French Market. That would be correct because Plaza Plaza Pavilion was the other one that's been long gone. Yes, which is but, a shame. So yeah, only fried oh, fried chicken only at PI. Yeah, so that's shadow of its. If, if, if you want healthy chicken, go to French Market. If you want go. unhealthy mac and cheese, go to French Market. <laughs> if you want, you know, the choice of the mystery meat and hockey, potatoes and gravy, hockey pucks and sliders, go to Hungry uh, Bear. No, Chef's favorite Village House. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Village House is, a, I think, a shadow of its former self, too. It just it doesn't um, – to me, I've had the the hamburgers there, I would say, a year or so ago, and it just didn't it didn't taste like what I remember it tasting like. But then we've gone over this before. I've never thought Disneyland's hamburgers were all that great. Knott's used to have great ones, and their food now, I think, is even subpar to Disneyland, which I used to consider average at best for their fast food. Tried the uh, burgers over at the Tomorrowland Terrace last week. I like those burgers there. You you're a shill for that place, and you always have liked it. But <laughs> so you you said it reopened. Obviously, if it's reopened, what's it like? No, it reopens Thursday. What does? Oh. Village House. Tomorrowland Terrace. Oh, Tomorrowland so Terrace. So was it? And like Village House has never been my favorite. So is it is it like a cast member preview over? At, yes. And so what's it looking, shaping up to look like and have on, on the menu and all that? Veggie burgers, I guess. From, from, <laughs> the, from the guest side, it's not going to look any different for the most part, and it still has the same menu. From the uh, backstage side, the kitchen's been completely redone. Uh, they're no longer using a charbroiler, though. They're, they're frying their burgers, but uh-huh. they're going to be using uh, fresh meat, fresh ground beef that uh, delivered that morning. Well, there's a big, there's a big improvement because that's I think that's always been part of the problem with Disneyland's uh, meat is Frozen. I don't know where they're I don't know where they're getting it, but it's you know I don't know if it's like monkey meat or you know <laughs> rainforest well, they're, 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 Brazilian they're, rainforest. The burgers at Tomorrowland Terrace are going to be one third pound Angus beef, nice, and uh, they're fresh uh, ground that morning delivered that morning. Uh, they'll be getting deliveries uh, six days a week, Sunday being the only day they don't. But the uh, packages that they come in are uh, hermetically sealed, 
So they'll last about two, two to three days easily, refrigerated. Well, they try to and be like in and out, you know, they fresh that's delivers exactly, everything. Yeah, that's, that's what I even compared them to when I was talking to the executive chef over there. Um, but you know, I, it, I, it tasted pretty good. It, it I know you're good, defensive, defensive of the whole chef thing. When you, when you mentioned chef for a fast food restaurant, I know <laughs> they probably officially have one. It just sounds wrong to have a chef. <laughs> I'm the, over, I'm the executive know, chef of a hamburger joint. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so that, that's good. So it opens. Otherwise, it still has the salad bar side or the salad well, you side. know, that's, that's like in your business. I mean, they might all look like cookie cutters, brown boxes, but there's still an architect somewhere along the line back there. I don't think that's quite the same comparison. Ray's, but Ray's got the yeah, best thing. Pretty much the same thing. The guy's a cook, not a chef. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably technically, you know, a chef. I don't think he's a sous chef, but, you know, he's probably a chef no, of some type. But. No, no, sorry. He's way above a sous chef. He's a chef de cuisine that I was talking to. For the staff tech joint? He's he's one he's one of the he's one of the chefs. He actually has several restaurants that fall underneath them. And okay. uh, for burgers, exactly. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh yeah. But Richard's sens- Richard's sensitive on his uh, chef thing, so I'm not gonna push him. Well no, it's it's just that, you know, when I took when they were doing that culinary class, I learned a lot about it, and I learned to have a lot of respect for these guys, the the executive chefs, the sous chefs too, because I didn't realize, you know, working, you know, my, my entire food culinary career was fast food, flipping burgers and throwing out hot dogs. Um, you really don't see it from, you know, the standpoint on a lot of uh, what goes beyond flipping that burger. And, these guys do, a, uh, there's a lot of schooling behind them and a lot of work on it. So it's, I mean, got a lot of respect for the guys. I mean, they put a lot of years into getting the uh, titles that they have, so they deserve it. No, okay, yes, they deserve it, but it's just kind of hard to wrap your head around that there's a chef de cuisine for a freaking fast food place like Tomorrowland Terrace. Every restaurant has an executive chef somewhere along the line, even in and out in McDonald's. Yes, I know that's true because I've seen their commercials. Um, but they're not at every store. They, they have one like a corporate one who decides what their, you know, yeah. you know their values or their, you know, the, the way it's cooked and what's going to be in them. And, you know, if, if the mystery uh, sauce, you know, is more pro-ketchup or more pro, you know, uh, Thousand Island and all that let's, stuff. Let's put it this way. There's a little more that goes on behind the scenes than what you see in Fast Times at Richmond High. Uh, believe me, I've worked in fast food at Knott's, not not ever in like a McDonald's or anything. I understand there's more to it in the back, but uh, I can't say that I ever saw a, and I'm air quoting, a chef uh, in my day in the fast food restaurants that I worked in. I know someone made a decision on how the food was supposed to be prepared, how long it was cooked, how thin slices were cut. You know, there was a placement in order that someone learned from somebody at some time. And at that time, I can honestly say that Knott's was considered by the theme park industry to have the best food of any theme park in the country at the time. And, you know, that's not patting myself on the back. That's because I didn't do anything. I was just a guy, you know, throwing out burgers or filling up ice chests, you know, those kind of things. But there was a great quality difference between the parks and food. Today, 
Uh, you know, I don't even think I'll buy food at Knott's again. It was so horribly bad the last time I, I ate in the park. Uh, I was severely disappointed. And there, I don't even think the chicken dinner restaurant is really up to what it was once. Or either my standards have risen, and I don't think they've risen that much. So I'm guessing that the food just isn't what it used to be. Our Halloween haunt food wasn't all that bad. It's okay, but you know, I, considering what I think Knott's used to be, maybe my comparison is to what I remember, and I don't think it's that tough. And I actually, I got to get get kind of used to Karen's cousin's restaurant. His his food is really good um, on all different levels and types, and so I don't know. You know, maybe my tastes have changed or whatever. But I, I just never thought hamburgers at any, even in Florida. I don't think their hamburgers are. Anything to get excited about, you know. I, I, don't, I try to avoid kind of the counter, the counter service. They're there because you don't want to eat every rest, you know, every day in a restaurant. Just would cost you too much or take too much time. But I, I think usually their restaurants are great, but they're 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 what? Oh, good lord! Well, I'm still here. Oh, nice. So Mike is making noise. I don't know. If- you know, oh. He's getting jiggy with himself or what? But No, you're cut out, dude. You dropped for 30 seconds. So, Richard, how was the park's uh, how, business the last few days? <laughs> a little busy. Just a little? It's getting busy? Just a little busy. Oh, Mike's Just back a little busy. Say that again, Greg? Now Mike's gone. Uh, uh, so it was... Uh, now Mike's back. <laughs> no, no I'm, I'm hearing Mike and I'm hearing you, so... Uh, this is just a great big circle jerk. You've been cutting out... You're cutting out. Me? Yes, you. Yeah, you. And your and your sound quality goes from good to bad to good. Really? Really. That is interesting. I'm still here. Ask for, Richard. Do you hear the uh, the kind of like static noise on Mike's line? No, I don't. See, even mm. Danny says it is you. Yeah, I I see that. That's uh, <laughs> well. You did not answer me. I was chatting you in the window to let you to you, so you could tell me whether or not Richard was cutting out on your end, and you never answered me. Oh back. no, because I you don't sure. have a chat window up in front of you. Where you I do have a it. chat window, just not the the Skype window. The Skype window's oh okay shrunk. Well, let me uh, again. Uh, this you know I don't really have anything running. Other than it's always possible that one of the children are watching uh, Netflix in one of the other rooms. But anyways, to answer your question, it's been a tad bit busy the past few days, yes. So right then when Richard cut out, you're saying that's at my end, you did not hear him cut out? Correct. You kept, uh, Shaft kept talking, you were gone. Hmm, interesting. Why don't you guys chat amongst yourself for a second? I'm going to go kick some people offline if they're online. Uh, 1.21 oh, gigawatts. Because uh, they, they might be streaming Netflix or something. That, or, you know... Uh, John John just being silly. Vincent might be um, might be playing Halo or something also in the other room. So uh, I thought he was gone. They were going to go bowling tonight or something. Some summer bowling program. Uh, just got back from bowling. Gigawatts. Uh. All right, so busy. Why busy? It's summertime. What can I say? People are coming in. Um, I guess the official word now is that uh, California Adventure is going to be open till uh, eleven o'clock every night through July. Even the weeknights. 
Yeah, even the weeknights. And although they have not said it, just about every night they've added a third World of Color show. So it's almost a safe assumption. Wow. A certain so. a certain guy with inside information that Greg doesn't like said that like three weeks ago. Well, I just got the memo yesterday. Or I just read it yesterday that uh, from Mary, Mary Niven, who's the... Uh, VP over California Adventure. She's it, the park's going to be open um, till eleven o'clock every night. But there's no nothing that says that they right. will be having a third show every night. But it's kind of a safe assumption because they've been adding it just about every night. Really? So, so you're back, Greg? With somebody online? Yes, I am back. And you guys still sound like they're cutting out. No one's on the. Uh internet anywhere else so i'm not sure what's going on oh it's hey <coughs> what's joel like uh horn his own pictures out for they're west fest group pictures i'm actually looking at them okay oh but the contact sheets oh my gosh even if you blow them up to full size they're still tidy <laughs> that's why i don't use contact sheets online screw that stuff <laughs> All right, so we'll just have to deal with it i don't know what the freaking fracking problem with the file uh, it'll is. be awesome It'll just make for riveting podcasting. Somebody already said that. So, all right. Well, let's get to reading mails then. No. Yeah, let's do that. Richard sounds depressed, and some of this will probably actually make him laugh for once. Um, Why do you sound? De- what are you depressed, Richard? <laughs> no, are you I'm feeling sad? Here. He uh, sounds. He sounds. Sounds down. No, I'm just here. Just here. I'm just here. Okay. What, am I bringing everybody down on the show now? No, no, no. You just sound off. Well, I'm rela- I'm trying to relax down. I'm, I'm winding down. I just got back from bowling and Wait, started out great and bowling ended is, up really crappy. But Bowling is supposed right. to be what winds you down. Yeah, I'm well, not hearing half of what you fuckers are saying, so, you know, it's I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, it's just. You know, hey, all right, hang started on. Started off real strong with a 185 and ended up with a 140 at the end. So, Greg, what? So it's cutting in and out. Oh yeah, that I I heard Richard say 140 in the end, which sounds odd, but I knew he was bowling. So, okay, you know, then I, turn up the okay. Plug your headphones into whatever can give you the stream, because the stream's not cutting out. Does that oh, make sense? Guy, no, no, no. I know what you mean. That way, uh, that way you can hear what everyone's saying or what Shaft and I are saying. Of course, you'll yeah. There there'll you be go. A, Shut off the porn, Greg. There'll be a little bit of a delay, but you know. Oh, that that would drive me nuts. It's, it's better than just you in the middle of Richard talking, going, "I can't hear a damn thing you guys are saying." <laughs> yeah, well, let me. Yeah, let me try. Instead of having to come back through the road, let me have it come back through uh, the normal out and see what happens. I, I don't think I could go plug directly to the stream because that's just coming off a um, off a website. But let me um, let me look at something because yeah, it is it is kind of annoying and it's usually not me, which you know, I find the truth comes out. So, anyways, so what are we what have we been talking about tonight, Mike? Nothing. We're besides restaurants. The restaurant review is to kill time until we started reading email. Oh, okay. I think we wanted to wait for you to show up to start reading email. Oh, is that the case? 
Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I'm here. Greg's, right, well, Greg's, we're losing Greg, but let's start. I'll see how that goes, though. Uh, Richard just cut out there for a second, so. <sighs> it's not me. It's not, not this time. No, I've, yeah, no, it's not this time. This is annoying because I can't hear myself um, the way I have it hooked up now, but we'll. We'll take one headphone off one of your ears. Yes, I know, I know, I know how it works, but I'm just saying now it's not what I'm used to. <laughs> So. You're right, oh. Mike. I am starting to get the humor out of this. Okay, wait. It's not what I'm used to. Are you are you saying you can't uh, be flexible? No, and, I am flexible. And roll I with just, it. I'd already made the adjustment before you said anything. I'm just yeah. saying this isn't how I'm used to. Uh, uh, it just sounds like you're ex- prepping some excuse for I some see. failure. For some no, failure no, coming just, down the road. No, it's just pissing me off that I don't. I can't track down um, what the issue is. Because uh, I, you know, I would look thinking, you know, I turned off aperture, which I had running earlier. You know, I'm looking for things that might be uh, absorbing some bandwidth or something. I'm not finding it. So, Ray says to shut off the porn. Yeah, I yeah. saw that. Uh, it'd be <laughs> nice if I had some rolling and be a little more interesting than what's going on so far. Okay. All right. So, we're ready to rate some mails then? Mails, emails? Sure. All right. Do you have anyone in particular you want to read? Um, I'm looking up through the list. Yeah, and let's. Uh, I went back to the old set. I'm just gonna. We'll just live with it. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's find the mice cast mail. Well, let's do the one that bags on me first, so Richard doesn't feel bad if he gets bagged on later. Okay. Uh, now, yeah, we got a lot of email in the last few weeks about this gym show or whatever. Uh, where we talked about the naming of things, but before that, and I don't know if that, no, this was from the world of color. Now I looked up trying to find if, if Eddie was the one that was uh, said that I was sounding like a, was a shit sucking bastard. Yeah. Pick up. I don't think it was, he did send us an email before about the Cochina. We were mispronouncing it. Uh-huh. Giving us a, a fun, hard time about that. But uh, this one is probably the most critical email. I think we've had in a long time. Wait, wait. And, there's there's no we about this criticism. Okay. Well, I say we in the bigger sense <laughs> okay. of the show. Okay. Because it's indirectly accusing you guys of not taking control. So, <sighs> right? Uh, uh, okay. You can read. It. Go, ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Read that in there. Okay. Uh, it says, hey, now, funny thing is, it says, hey, Greg, but it wasn't even sent to me. It was sent to Mike. So, We'll get past that and uh, go on. I've been wanting to write you guys, see, you guys, about the last couple of shows. I downloaded and listened to World of Color today, and that was kind of the last straw for me. It seems like lately you guys have gone way off the deep end. When you're not talking about non-Disney stuff, you're interrupting each other. Not exactly a new thing, but lately you especially have been kind of a douche about it. Now, so he's also switching back and forth between you guys and you individually. So I, it, that's hard to, but you know, I'm I'm flowing with it. I find myself wanting to call you and giving you some of your own medicine. I wanted to tell you only because the show was a good show. Three guys who've worked for Disney. It has potential for a great opinion-based show. I'd like to continue listening, but only if it goes back to the way it was. I want to be helpful, so I thought I'd share some thoughts. Greg, please make a sign and post it above your computer when you do the show. It should say, let it go. 
whenever you hear micro shaft make a minor mistake or you hear someone uh, something that doesn't need correcting let it go you're going on these irritating tangents trying to correct things that don't matter are way more distracting. Pick your tangents more carefully. Sounds like Mike picking his arguments with his wife more carefully. Yeah. The show, <laughs> the show has always been characterized by tangents. I get that. However, lately the tangents are so boring. Ten or fifteen minutes worth of discussion about crowd control in a show about World of Disney is too much. World of Car. Oh, sorry, World of. Read. Read the words. Read the words. I guess I was reading, but thinking of something else. (laughs) I'm not saying you shouldn't go on tangents, but please be more judicious. If you can't come up with a Disney-related topic, wait to do a show. The show Lost and Universal Studios are interesting to some, but uh, to someone wanting to catch up or catch a podcast about Disney. Now, I have to stop. Lost is Disney. Yes. So... Get past it, Greg. And, and, and I got I to throw in there too. Universal we did was because, well, it has to do with entertainment parks similar to Disneyland, and a question came up with it, so it demanded a show. Yeah, I think so. I, you know, and, and quite frankly, you know, Rush Limbaugh gets the same complaints when it's football season. People are like talk politics. He says, you know, there's more to life than just politics. Like I say, there's more to life in Central Florida than just Disney. It's kind of the same thing, and it's, so whatever. And, and and we and we needed to really that that show was emphasizing the you know the Universal Studios quote unquote air quotes over at Florida, which is just an amusement park. It's not really a true studio. It's not like the Universal Studios here that's a working film studios that they kind of put an amusement park in the middle of it. So I would high five. I, I'd high five you now, Richard, but you're not in the room. So yeah. so going on, Greg, you need to chill. If you're on the rag when you're getting ready to do a show, then just pass. <laughs> Telling Shaft to shut the fuck up is not cool. I don't care how long you've known each other. You come off as a total dickhead. Uh, well, that would be a pretty large dick because I'm a big guy, so thank you. Greg, I'm seriously starting to wonder why you even participate on a show about Disney when it seems you almost have nothing good to say about it. Oh, oh. Wow. You can point to things uh, here and there where you've said something positive, but the way it comes off is that those are the exceptions. Uh, go to a show about Lost or something. Lost is Disney. Uh, if Disney's that bad. Uh, Greg, keep in mind, too, that you don't work at Disneyland. So when Shaft says something he heard about, even if it's a rumor, it's way more credible and interesting than you correcting him based on information you obtained as an employee back in the 80s. I think I, I hear some shaft love here. I realize it seems like I'm letting you have it, Greg, but I swear the show's great when you were not doing the stuff I mentioned. Like I said, a show with three guys who have firsthand experience has great potential. Here's hoping that some of this makes a difference. Eddie, sent from my iPad. So there you go. A big rip on me. And all I can say is, Dude, let it go. <laughs> hey, on the tangent of the iPad, one of the guys at work has one. And, you know, I didn't think too high. Everybody kept saying, oh, it's just like a bigger version of an iPhone and everything. I got to say, that's a kind of cool little toy. I, it's it's very Star Trek-y. Yeah, it is. It is a lot of that in a way, isn't it? And I wonder if that had anything to do with the name because I know a lot of people thought the name wasn't so great but in star trek what were they they were pad devices right they were, i forgot what it 
stood for in Star Trek, but... Uh, Same thing that they stood for when we were carrying uh, PDAs. It's like, it was like personal digital assistance. It's personal access display device. Yeah. Thank you, Don Ooh, very cool. Because I know, like, Karen, I get, she got an iTouch when we bought um, uh, the girl a um, uh, the MacBook and had some deal to get previous generation iPads because the new or the iTouch because the new iTouches were coming out and I was all excited because she wanted to take it and listen to books and also read books PDFs stuff like that and it's too small and she can't read it really well and it's kind of difficult but the the iPad kind of changes that and it also changes things for people we're tangenting now I hope it's okay but Apple is kind of Disney because they you know with Pixar and Steve Jobs has a big share he's the biggest shareholder right now you know what my daughter got on her birthday is my dad gave her a, a Kinder or Kindle. 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 Kindle, yeah. <coughs> anyway, you were saying... Kinder. Yeah, and, uh, Kindle's the, the, the thing I've heard... I, I, they're a great device. The things I've heard negatively is they're like an Etch-A-Sketch. That's how the screen works. So every time they change a page, it has to regenerate all the pixels all over the place. So it tends to make them a little slow. I think they're also black and white, aren't but, they? Yes. It's, it's monochromatic you, and it's uh, LCD. And you can yeah. look at it in full-on blasting sun daylight. Yeah, that that is a big positive. But uh, yeah, Leo Laporte was describing how it, how it works and has to regenerate every time. But whatever. But the iPad, you know, because it's got the what's I forgot what it's called the 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 thing that it knows where it is in space and it's moving around a psych, um, Gyros- psycho- gyroscope. Yeah, kind of a it's kind of a gyro. That's not not the name I've heard used for it. But yeah, that thing. And then you know you can read the books. It's much bigger. Uh, and let's say for someone like Granny. Are you talking about the fancy word of spatial orientation? Accelerometer. Yeah, something like that. Accelerometer. That's that's what it is. Um, I think someone like a, your Granny or someone who just can't hardly even turn on a computer or screws up the operating system every time they use it. You know, the iPad's a perfect device where if all they want to do is type, email, go on the internet, uh, maybe chat. And they don't have to worry about any of that. Because worst case, if you back it up all the time and you do somehow manage to screw it up, all you got to do is resync it and it'll, it'll take it back to where it was. So that's kind of what I like about it. I think they're still a little pricey. But um, if I was working, making the money that I used to be making, we'd probably have one by now. But Really? I think so, any, yeah. Any other comments on this letter? I think we've already made our comments on the letter. So Yeah, I think he needs to, to chill, quite frankly. I, I'm not sure if he's really listened to all the shows or, or not, because I don't think our dynamic has changed that much. Other than, you know, I do call the bullshit card a probably, well, it seems like lately there's been more. I just want to say if, that if, you know, if he's known well, Richard. I, that, on what? What, what? I say if he knows you as well as we do, that sometimes you do kind of start to blow the smoke and you got to be stomped. You're talking well, to Richard now? Yeah, I'm talking about Richard when I say that, yes. Yeah, okay. I, I, I want to make sure this isn't me this time. This is Richard or Mike saying I, okay, it. Okay, so. but I'm just describing the situation, not actually doing it. Well, I think I think there's a little bit of man love for Shaft here by, by Eddie, but what what you got to realize is I find that... Brother love, brother love. Call it what you want. <laughs> I think someone wants to share that Shaft motion that uh, you've been talking about so much. But no, and this is no offense to you as a cast member or any of the other cast members. But just because you're a cast member doesn't mean you know shit. I find a lot of people know seem to know more about what's going on. Well, uh, that are non-cast members who are finding it out by whatever means they're finding it out, or they hang a lot in the park, or whatever it is. Just because you work there doesn't mean you know everything, and just because you don't work there doesn't mean you don't have a high degree of knowledge on the place either. So, uh, well, you know, there's got to be a balance. 
I think one of the arguments is is he's saying on there though is, and I've noticed it a couple times is that when I'm saying something, I'm giving you the information that I've heard at the moment. Now, is it right? Is it wrong? Time will tell. I don't, you know, like what we were just talking about a few minutes ago. Um, Mike and I were just talking about that. The I got I read the memo yesterday that officially um, California Adventure is going to be open till twenty. Uh, 11 o'clock at night every night through July Yay. well somebody somebody else has been saying that for some time well that's fine that they say it, you know whatever they want but the, but the fact is I read the memo yesterday so I mean that that whether am I right am I wrong I'm just saying what I heard happened here and when I heard it so I, not, I, I don't think that's that that's not well, the best what, 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 example what, 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 yet that's a good example for you now have the official information because but, yeah, the other but, but, source, who, where's he getting the information, and it's not hit the street yet. He's hitting it with on the street by whatever source he has, but it, it now has officially hit cast members, so you can say. Well, it's what I'm saying is, when I pass, but when I pass information on, it's I'm not saying this as I'm the expert on it. I'm saying that this is what I have heard. This is what somebody has told me. Is it right or is it wrong? Time will tell. Uh, you can't pull the bullshit card on it if it's just something that I'm relaying. Well, there's. You know, the, I, I mean, that, if, you, if you don't want me to relay it, then I won't say anything anymore. No, no, no. And that, and that, that kind of example is a perfect example of what I would call credible. You just saw this memo. I think where Mike and I probably sometimes will call the bullshit is when you don't qualify, and we're spending three months that are still following up on emails about how eggs get to. You know, place to place. I think, speaking of eggs, that one has been laid to rest. <laughs> Let's hope so. Let's move on. Now, this uh, one, let me ask you again, Richard. Will yeah. there ever be another Lily Bell? Oh, gosh. Are we going to go through that again? Well, actually, that's what our next email is about. So that's why I'm asking you, will there ever be another email? Or, I mean, uh, Lily Bell. <laughs> another email? I hope there's another email. Otherwise, out of the job. Um, I don't know. In my okay. mind, there shouldn't be, but but I don't make those decisions. So there. Okay, that fine. Okay, fine. But, but you were pretty. Is that, a, is, that, is that a quality statement in your book uh, there? Th- well, you, you've now backed up a little bit on it. But I want to want to say the show that we discussed it. You were pretty adamant that there there wouldn't be, and I, I think I know why. I mean, well, you're kind of taking that navy ship thing. You don't name two ships the same not, thing. Not you navy. It's article. Let's say it's not just the Navy; it's it's nautical, and it's 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 rules of ships, planes, trains. Okay, well, and I, when I when I think of Navy, I kind of assume nautical because it is a nautical thing. Um, well, airplanes. Just, I don't know if I'd go quite far with the airplanes because if some yeah, guy called his, well, you know, if some Joe at uh, Van Nuys called himself Screaming Lily and. Some guy in Texas that never heard of the Screaming Lily, and he named it Screaming Lily. Are they really going to come to blows about it? <laughs> Screaming Lily. I don't know why Probably that came out. <laughs> let's, let's, let's put it this way. Unlike ships, airplanes tend not to be registered on names. They just have a registry number. But when you're dealing with fleets of aircraft, as in like uh, airlines and that type of stuff, they won't rename another ship another by the same name. They'll give it a new name. Well, yeah, I, I might agree. What was the L ten eleven? What was what was its uh, official TriStar? Uh, TriStar. So there's probably, uh, I'm air quoting. Probably it's not going to be another TriStar. No, I'm I'm referring to individual aircraft. Uh, a lot of your, especially your older airlines, will actually name the individual aircraft. 
Like and pride of whatever. Pride, spirit of this, um, destination of that. Yeah, they'll 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 name the individual aircraft, and within as far as the airlines are concerned, when that aircraft is retired, they won't. Re- there have been a few exceptions, but they generally try not to use the the. Uh, they will not. Let me put it this way: they won't use the same name twice in two crafts that are currently in operation. I, same okay. as the Navy has named how many enterprises now, but well, there's never yeah, been but two enterprises that have been operating time. at the same time. Right, one's decommissioned oh. before the other's commission. I guess I never really noticed on the side of commercial airliners some kind of individual tag or name for an individual, air, you know, uh, aircraft specific I, I, aircraft. Yeah, I've never it, noticed that. So if it happens, well, great. Air, never Dave's that. listening. Trooper, does Alaska name their aircraft? You know what? We we might say the same thing about him. We say about he says yes, they do. Members, yes, they do. Yeah. Really? Where's that name usually go? I mean, does the public see this name? Is it? Yeah, anywhere? it's right on the on usually the on the nose. If on they the nose, see it. usually uh, right below the pilot's side, if it's only on one side. But they, a lot of times they'll put. All on right. Both so sides. wait, no, they don't, Dave. First you say Just, yes, then you say no. What the hell? And somebody said Virgin America has air culverts. Frontier names are tail animals. Uh, <laughs> All right, we'll move it on. Okay, here's, right, here's wait, wait, there's something you wait. You brought up Navy. That just little okay, thing I yeah. learned. Um, they just uh, recently christened a ship, USS Spruance. The Spruance, the new Spruance, is an Arleigh Bur- Arleigh, Arleigh Burke class destroyer. Well, the funny thing is, as a Spruance used to be a whole class of ship in its own. And they had decommissioned the actual Spruance, the lead ship of the class, before they... Which the class took its name from. Yes. The lead ship of the class takes, you know, names yeah. the rest of the class. Okay. So, but the interesting thing is there's still one Spruance class destroyer left. And it's a test ship. And it's a... Uh, so it's not really in you know floating in service, but it's still a Spruance class destroyer being used by the Navy. While test, while test the ship, while the like ship while the ship lead ship of the class no longer exists, but it got named for another one. Does that make right, sense? But, yeah, yeah, it does. But it's it's an older ship that happens to still be in service. Uh, however, it is it's kind of in a minor role. Yes, and they've moved the name to a different. Yeah, but but class. not not a class. No, they did not. They just named oh, a ship, they, they the named the ship the Spruance. Okay. It's like the fiftieth ship of that new of the Burke class. It's just kind of odd. Been, I, I, yeah, I've been on a christening to a Burke, and it was the uh, Halsey. And I thought the Halsey used to be a different class of uh, ship because there's been other USS Halseys, um, and then you end up sometimes with a class. Has there been? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure when I looked up Halsey, it had been used before. Uh, but the funny thing was, he was a. Um, Mike, you, you'll remind. He wasn't he a destroyer uh, captain? That's kind of where he got his Halsey? worked up. As, yeah, uh, battleships. I thought. Yeah, and then Hal- they moved him to uh, aircraft carriers. Yeah, because I know there was that controversy about should he really be in charge of this or that because this isn't his thing. But regardless, I thought you know I thought when he when they named the ship the uh, the Burke one after him. It was a different class, like it had jumped class. But, you know, it's a minor who really cares. But, you know, occasionally you but, come up with a class of one. I think it wasn't the, inter- they have the Enterprise. Enterprise the Enterprise single-class single ships. ships, yes. They have single-class yeah. ships. But. And, and which is ironic because the Enterprise, still in service, is the longest aircraft carrier in the world. However, the Nimitz class is still the largest by a tonnage. 
Displacement, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think when I read up on the Enterprise, they had planned to do other ones, but then either a new class or something changes in the mission. Sometimes that screws it up. They don't plan to be classes of one. It just, you know, wherever development's going or, you know, something like that. All right, so moving on. uh, So going to the question about the Lily Bell or... Yeah, well, that's where I'm going. I'm trying to go there. Yeah, I was going to say railroad industry is the same way. They might reuse the name later, but not while one uh, engine is still in service. You know, and I totally understand where you're coming from, Richard, but this is Disney, and I don't think people really care for one because uh, in certain ways, uh, people have that, I like the familiar, oh, if I go to Disney World and they've got another Mark Twain, that's great because that's, you know, I liked it at Disneyland, though they don't in this case, but that's kind of how I look at it. We're, 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 we're looking at it differently. You know, there's two Cinderella castles. There's one, well, actually, I guess there's now two Sleeping Beauty castles, Um I think the one in uh, if Freaky Tiki is still on. I think the one in um, Tokyo or uh, Hong Kong, Hong Kong. is uh, Hong Sleep- Kong is Sleeping Beauties. Yes. Why? Well, well, I know it. It looks the same, the same as, as Disneyland. Doesn't necessarily mean the name has to be the same, but I believe it is. So that's kind of where I'm going. But here we go. Uh, hi guys, a couple quick notes. Uh, one, you can have multiple names of things. You know, again, opinion. Uh, Florida's train that comes out at the beginning of the day is named the Lily Bell which is also the name of the initial train Walton had in his backyard. Lily Bell is Florida's steamboat, uh, steamboat name. Okay, enough DFing. And I, he means the, the old Fulton or the new Fulton Crab House or whatever. Right. But, now, I don't know if they still consider that ship having a name of the Lily Bell because it used to be called the Lily Bell and now it's Fulton Crab House. I don't know if they really still have, you know, a name uh, as far as... The, sh- the ship that sits. Does that still float, or is that a building sitting on you know, foundation I don't know now? If it ever really floated per se, or if it's always been supported? I really don't know. That's a good question. I know that they don't have the, the paddle wheel on the back of it anymore. So I wrote the guy back because I actually I can't believe I forgot this total brain fart. Um, uh, wait a second before we go any. The question here it's it's not the uh, it's the. There's a question here. Yes, we know the Liberty Bell is the paddle wheeler inside the Magic Kingdom. We're talking about the paddle wheel boat that's over in the downtown Disney area as what used to be the – because there's a question I'm looking up online. Yeah, you, you are very correct, Richard. Good for catching that. That was, uh, I think, uh, uh, Captain Barbosa and Spence uh, kind of mentioning those things. And you're right. It was at the old uh, Disney Marketplace or now downtown right. Disney. Disney. Yeah. So, so, but going on. okay, continue then. All right, I'm trying to. I don't want to cut you off though because I don't want to be a douche. You know? Well, I understand. <laughs> I was I was going to say something into the uh, fact that you can have the Lily Bell. The ship is a, or okay. excuse me, the boat is a boat, and the Lily Bell train I, is a train. Oh yeah, very, so good it, point. It's not the same thing. You'll, yeah, you'll see where I'm going. Okay. Um, so I write, I write him back because I literally, I think I have been saying on the show for a while a certain thing that I've now been corrected and I looked up. And I'm like, damn, why did I get that other thought in my mind and I've been repeating it? Um, but So I, I write him, Chad, I agree with the multiple. Because you're correct. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, when you get something in your head, you sure you're right? Like you've been, no, I won't go there. Um, you you know, you keep telling the story and sometimes it grows. But, you know, if I'm corrected, I'm corrected. I don't really, you know, care. I, I would rather be 
I'd rather know the right thing than be telling the wrong thing thinking I'm right. You know what I mean? So I agree with multiple names to a point I write to Chad. I also understand where Shaft was coming from, but I think you are incorrect about the train. I base this on my Behind the uh, Trains tour and looking at the name on the train. I'm 99.9% .9 sure the train in the morning uh, that does the welcome is the Roy Old Disney. Uh, that um, it's the only thing it's used for now. The excuse I was given is weak, but they say it has to do with safety because the passenger cars don't have a means for keeping people in on the left side, don't have those little guards. Um, a simple rehab could fix that. You are correct about the former Lilybell uh, steamboat, which is now the Fulton Crab House. I think Shaft was approaching the discussion from a purist view, like you might have with naval vessels, but Disney is not the military. So we agree with the slight difference. Info regarding the Magic Kingdom morning train, I don't think we can count Walt's backyard toy, I, air, I quoted that, as a name used for the argument because it was a toy. Toys don't count because they're usually are copies of the real thing. Thanks for listening to the email. Now, what I said in there was incorrect, and he pointed that back out to me when he emailed me back. And then I also pulled out my uh, signed copy of Roger Brogy's Walt Disney's Railroad Stories and looked up my pictures from the steam train tour I did which I probably should have done before I did the email, but I was doing it from the DNV, DNV watching people taking their tests in Vietnamese. Don't get me going there. Yeah. I, have, I haven't seen too many Vietnamese signs, signs Wait, going down the road you, lately. You had to go DMV for what? Oh, Katrina was uh, taking her test to oh, get okay. her permit. Okay, so um, I write him back. He says, thanks, man. I'm certain at least in April 2009 is the Lily Bell for the morning train since that's the one they initially take on for the train tour. You're absolutely correct, though. They don't use it in the park, specifically due to its cars being an open on both sides for the characters in the morning. Uh, I definitely recommend the train tour. I guess he didn't get that I had done the train tour. The engineers conduct it. Uh, they're not uh, as pixie dust influenced as the other tour guides, which I agree. And that's, that was very level-headed, and I liked it that way. But we had to continue on because we were going back and forth, and I realized that I am wrong. And um, so I said, thanks for the update. I answered the first email from the DMV, so I had no chance to fact check. I went back to look at my photos from the behind the steam tour and some photos of the opening of the Magic Kingdom. I believe you are correct. I'm not sure where I got into my mind that the Royal Disney was the engine um, and train not used. I forgot that one of the engines, number two to be exact, at Walt Disney World is a Lily Bell or the Lily Bell. So I stand or sit corrected. I'm very happy to be corrected. Even I've, I even went to my signed copy of Walt Disney's uh, The Train Thing I just explained to you to make sure that the Lily Bell has not been renamed and was, in fact, a Lily Bell from the beginning, which it was. Um, I'm happy you corrected me in this. I'm somewhat embarrassed that I overlooked the name of one of the locomotives, and I can't figure out why. I keep thinking the Royal Disney was the was put out to pasture, and I can't figure it out unless maybe we took it around, and I assumed that was the one. I, I don't I just don't remember. Um, and we're being corrected once again. Yes, wait, wait. Don't wait. Yeah, hold, oh, wait. Okay. Wait. Okay. Hold oh, wait, on. wait, wait, wait. Don't. Hold on. I, I know they were uh, firing the brogy up, um, and we saw the Walter e, uh, Elias Disney leave the roundhouse. Uh, you got me. Uh, I screwed up, and I keep telling the story. The sad thing is I love the trains. And I have both HO and N scale trains, including a collectible Disneyland train from the early, uh, late 80s, early 90s, blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> what happens, uh, I th guess that's what happens when you miss 19 years at Walt Disney World. First trip in 75, then 81, then 82. Next trip will not be in 05. Um, anyways, uh, so I told them, you know, please correct us in the future if we're ever wrong. Um, I know Brian Martoff went off, uh, you know, and gave us a real detailed, almost too detailed sometimes of the little, little <laughs> 
bit of things we weren't really talking about, but he got into uh, and, them anyways. So. And so did East York. Wait, no. Yeah, Gre- oh, yeah, yeah. Tom, yeah. Tom sent us one also, and he his was probably even more detailed than Brian, but Brian Brian showed went into some like tinier details that Tom didn't go to or East York. So, anyways, we we all got corrected. Um, I mean, East York even and, went into the stuff okay. in Paris, which didn't even and, come into now, the. No, oh, Greg. And now I'll, I'll, I'll go with. Hold on, the dog wants out the door. Hold on. Uh, I don't... Yeah, because you want to make a. Exactly. Key. Yeah. Oh, I had to scold my dog here. We when I was bowling, we went out. Come back. The dog dug up the backyard all over the place. Jeez. Yeah. This if this dog you know let it go, it would be a huge dump. So <laughs> it probably stinks. No, Greg. That's what, that small yeah. horse what, you have. What was the name? That's right. His dumps are as big as small dogs. <laughs> <laughs> what was the name of the of the Fulton Crab House? What was its former name? Uh, yeah, Empress Lily. Yes, not uh, Lily Bell. We said Lily Bell, Empress. Yeah. Lily. Yeah, so, Empress so, hey, so L- our guy was a little wrong, but it was still kind of named. I see where he was going. Lily right. something, right? It's like Ab- like Ag- Abby Normal. But, exactly. but, but but I will say I understand what you're saying, Greg. That it is Disney, and they don't necessarily follow. It's not military tradition. It's it's all naval tradition, which air, which is where aviation gets the same tradition from. But there are there's still enough people in the Disney organization that still like to hold true to that tradition. So that's why I'm going to say I I don't know it's it's I think it's more about naming things after people. Well, and, I I, I think know. because you got to understand when we got the 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 latest train at Disneyland, which is the uh, Ward Kimball train number five for Disneyland, uh, it was a big deal, and John Laster was there with uh, I th- I think it was Ollie Johnson. Uh, was also there when when the Ward Kimball came online, and to John Laster, it would be a very big deal to double a name on a uh, on a uh, railroad, whether it be a train, a boat, uh, another ship. It, to go against that tradition, it would be a big deal to John Laster, I believe. And since Laster is one of the primary creative forces now within the company, that's why I say there's still enough people within the. Uh, Werewolf, all that. I think that tradition will continue within Disney. I, I okay. see. I don't know that there really is a tradition because they've used names and repeated names, uh, and that see. was that was the Mod L before it became the Ward Kimball. I'm actually surprised there's not an Ollie Johnston on the line, considering his love and time. interest. Give but it time. you know, it, it might happen. But you know, they used to have the trains out in uh, Fort Wilderness, and I just read today. Or yesterday in the uh, Ro- uh, Michael Brogy book, why those aren't around anymore, uh, which was quite an interesting little story in itself. But um, I, I don't, you know, because even like the, the when they changed the uh, the steamboat, well, first you had the one I guess dry rot and fall apart, and they they broke it in uh, dry dock at Disney World. If the story is right, then you've got the one that they still have that they changed the name and made it the Liberty Bell. And then they reused the name from those two ships out on the um, the ones in the um, uh, Bay, not Bay Lake, but uh, you know at the, at the TTC to Magic Kingdom run. Those are the Richard F. Irvine and the something else. Now I can't. Um, now that that brings up another question, and Mike can correct me, having to actually deal with a little bit more uh, with his own personal watercraft and everything. Um, <laughs> those those. 
uh, craft that are outside in Bay Lake and uh, Seven Seas Lagoon actually have to be registered with the Coast Guard as passenger carrying vessels. Now, I remember there was something, it's not quite the same, but there, I think they have to do, the Coast Guard suddenly kind of got a little bit more interested in the watercraft we had within the parks after our little accident a few years ago. And According to Coast Guard regulations, there has to be a specific name, and you can't just double up names on a certain craft. I mean, even there's times where you'll see the, the what do you want to say, the Kingdom 1 and the Kingdom 2 and the Kingdom 3. I mean, there's still individual names so much as 1, 2, and 3 there, out there. There is no Coast Guard requirement for your vessel to be named. Okay. okay. And, and quite, fr- I, quite frankly, I the one reason... The one reason you'd want to do those, like the even the ones that run around at Epcot, you can't have them all the same name. I mean, they need some way to distinct uh, a free. What are those? Those are called the Freedom boats over there. Is that the? Do I get that right? It's F something. Is it? Is it Freedom or which ones? The ones at Epcot. The, the fair. The ferries. Oh, the yeah. oh the friendships. 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 So they're like friendship one, two, three, four, whatever. Yeah. You can't have them all be friendship. I mean, there's some. Or, right. I guess you could do friendship one, blue, two, three, friendship. Four. Yeah, I mean, yeah, or you can do whatever. just the colors like the monorail do, but uh, I, I mean, I, I get your 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 overall gist, uh, Richard. But you know, the, there is a couple uh, Mark Twains for I think the one in Tokyo is the, the Mark Twain. Yeah. Uh, so there, I guess there can be, you know, yeah, probably outside Disney. No, nobody would do it, and I understand that. But Disney's not the real world, and there's some like I say, it's the familiarity. I mean, why call? Both Haunted Mansions to Haunted Mansion. Why isn't one maybe have a twist on the name, but they, they're the same thing? It's because people want things to be, you know, well, somewhat that, similar. That's, that's different. You know, Small World is always going to be Small World. Um, pirates will always be Pirates. Pirates will always well, be not Pirates. Where it's, it's not. We're, we, we're, we have Phantom talk, Manor. We have talking, Haunted we're Mansion. Talk, we're talking about... Mystic Point. Uh, exactly. And we'll have Mystic vessel. Point. We're talking about different vessels here. Uh, you know, you, that you, vessel be an iron horse or you know, a boat on a river. Um, we're talking about different vessels here. And it I goes think on. you could have. I, I think you could you could push that naming thing if you really wanted to. But I, I think the point is within Disney, they don't really. I don't think follow any tradition other than trying to recognize, like recognize people. Like in the early days when with the Santa Fe Disneyland Santa Fe, they were recognizing Santa Fe people. Um, and right. Okay. You know, then later on, they honor, you know, great people within the organization or people who did something big for the organization. It's kind of like, you know, the windows on Main Street. You know, they don't just give those yeah. to anybody. They give them to as an honorary to somebody. Horse it- meat Elmer's glue bottle. You know what I found interesting when, when we were at the studio, and I, I just thought of this the other day. You know, I was taking uh, Katrina went her picture by like Elton John's handprints and Ju- Julie Andrews, and I saw Dave Smith's. Dave and Smith like, has handprints. No, you know I don't remember if he has handprints or he just has the legends because some of them don't have handprints; they just have the legend plaque. Well, some of them because they're dead. But <laughs> if having him have his legends thing up there already almost makes me feel like a legend in his own time. Mind. Oh, Mind sorry. Time. But you know what I'm thinking? Most people are not working with the company or if they're actors, they, I mean, they're not really directly on the payroll now, but they potentially could be, you know, Julie Andrews could come back and be paid to do something else. Elton John could be called back. Sure. But, 
But when you see people like Bob Gurr, he's retired from the company or he's dead. I know he's alive, but you know what I'm saying? The old nine yeah. men are there. They're gone. The To have Dave Smith on there when he probably never will retire, he'll probably die in his office one day. They'll be going, <laughs> That's right. What's that smell back in the archives? <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Oh, Some John, says, what John, about Richard yeah, Sherman? Richard Sherman. Well, he's not directly in their payroll. He's not working for the company right now. I know he's still alive. I'm not saying people have to be dead. I'm saying people aren't usually on the payroll and a legend at the same time. From the all the names I there, looked around and saw, there wasn't too many. Now there might have been, there were some names I didn't recognize. Those people could be still working, but I. I'm guessing that they're not. I was just surprised to see Dave's up there. Not that he's not a legend, but. He's still working. That that was kind of my my gist on it, you know. Hey, uh, speaking of, I think we talked about it. Richard Sherman. You saw the Sherman Brothers' latest piece of work, latest musical work. Oh, from, from Iron, Iron Man. Man. One Iron Man too. Yeah, I love that. I gotta get, see if I can find a copy. Look for of it tomorrow, today, somewhere. or whatever it was called. Yeah. Disney's troopers asking, wonder when Randy Newman will get a window. I don't think he will. I don't think I don't he th- will. No. no, it's it's people who have had direct influence inside Disneyland. And it's development and all. Oh, he's teasing. Thank you. All right, go back to your your trooper and put your 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 blaster away. And uh, you lick, know, lick proof windows. That's funny. <laughs> uh, so okay. So let's uh, let's move those. So basically, you know, we've got. I'm not going to read Brian's because it's just reiterating. More he got on the train naming. Same with yeah, Thomas. Sorry. Yeah, and they got into even. Uh, I guess Chad's listening. What, uh, Chad? You're gonna have to tell me in the stream what your name is because I know what your email name is. I'm not gonna call out your last name. But, I think he's in the uh, guests. We have nine oh, nine be, people yeah. who are like you know registered and six guests. So, oh, okay. Because he says that he sent me an email. and says timing is everything, and we were reading his email. Yes, uh, I just got that message. So, well. Chad, I hope you noticed uh, you are slightly wrong in the the Lily Bell steamboat. It was the Empress Lily. I don't know if you caught that. You were on the right track, and I totally understand why you went there. Uh, so I, I want to move all these uh, train into, ones red into mail. the and in, into exactly MiceCast red mail. Uh, I do like to keep them in case we need to go back and reference them. Like I was yeah. looking for the one that called me the the shit sucking bastard or whatever for being hard on Richard. The country of Chad or the hanging Chad. Everybody's everybody thinks they're funny. Yeah. yeah. If they were funny, they would be on the podcast. Don't not the window. quit your day job. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't. Uh, yes, exactly. Well, I sort of have, but not by choice. Not by choice, no. All You're right. still looking for your day job. I am still looking for my day job. That is correct. Did you guys, Did um, I must be the only one, did you get this message uh, from Jason in San Diego? Uh, wait, is it the one maybe I forwarded to you about the sci-fi um, air show? Is no, it that one? No. Oh, okay. Which, which I'm thinking, oh, that's the, the concept's cool, right? Until I realize it's all just Photoshop work. When the I sci-fi see- air show? Yeah. <laughs> because- no, there, there's a few props in there, um, I think, that are real, but the, the whole air show thing, yes. I think yeah, is- I mean, because, oh, great, the eagle, wait, the eagle can't fly. That can't be flying, because it's well, it exactly. flying, right? You know, you so know the- what it reminded me of? Do you remember the time when we were looking for entertainment for the... Um, uh, the DP the DPN's uh, sh- yeah you know show and we found that one website that had all these like lyrics to music and they said they were a, a band it was like old cast members or whatever yes yes uh, something to do with like electric 
something or Carousel of Progress and kind of had that motif going. So I emailed the guy and he's like, oh, I wish we were, they were. This is all just like a joke. Oh, so, and, <laughs> oh too bad because it was funny stuff. But, um, but yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Jason had posted that on my, my Facebook page. and No, it was not Sci-Fi Air Show. It was... Uh... So what's Jason's? I, I don't. It's, I don't think I got it. So. Okay. How well, how old is it? Because maybe I do have it. Uh, came in on the fourth of June. Oh, well, that's a bit old. Um, no, no. But we still okay. do have another one that I I have to say we need to uh, get to. But let's go to go to Jason's. All right, I'll read. I'll read Jason's here. Okay. It says kooky looking dude. Hey guys, it's Jason in San Diego. Sarah and I visit Disneyland quite a bit. And nearly every time we go, we see the same guy. We've seen, him in, we've seen him in the park many times, but probably more times walking his dog in the Esplanade. He's kind of a kooky-looking dude who always has a Club 33 hat on and has long ponytail. They, they let you take your non-eye-seen or sidekick dog into the Esplanade, Rich? I guess it's on the way to the... Kennel. Well, I guess the kennel's inside. Inside, mm. the, yeah. So I guess they would. All yeah. Right, okay. So, yeah. so cut to Westfest as we're waiting for the train at the Big D's meet. Someone hands me their camera and says, "Check out this kooky-looking dude I got a picture of," and lo and behold, it's our kooky-looking dude. So I guess that you guys work. I've worked in the park. Do you guys have any stories of people who are in the park nearly every single day and don't work there? So Shaft, first I have to ask you: Do you know does this kooky-looking dude who's Club 33 fanatic that uh, walks doesn't his dog. Sound, doesn't sound familiar. I can't think of who it is. Okay. But if he's walking his dog out on the Esplanade, probably be very rare if ever I would ever see the band. If he's, I mean, I, I just can't think of who he is. Well, when's the last time you've actually seen the entry gates to either park? <laughs> um, well, World of Color. Well, yeah, no, I'm, I'm somewhat facetious because i know when when i worked there there you could go months if you hadn't signed somebody in or had no reason to because you weren't working in that area you could go a long time without you know and the, the whole garden or the whole floor yeah. mickey could be changed and you wouldn't know for weeks because you don't work up there, there you know? yeah there, there's just certain times where you you end up not hitting certain areas for long times and yeah um it, it, no, I saw the entrance yesterday, and I and to, these days you tend to see the entrance a little more often because you're going down that direction a little more often, trying to find something that's happening. But um, no, I understand what you're saying, um, but no, I don't know who this guy is. Okay. I can't say that I I can't I, that has stood out to me. I know I I go a lot, and I don't really notice as many of the people. I I know when I worked there that we had a few repeaters that we saw all the time that that one special dude that uh arthur I, arthur, arthur everybody you know, knew arthur uh the admiral who played with himself uh, <laughs> the admiral yeah, everybody yeah, knew him the voodoo yeah. lady everybody knew oh, her geez. did I, I told uh, let me let me quickly describe voodoo lady i don't know if mike's ever met met up with her this lady oh, they're, is, they're drinking buddies what are you talking about shut up this lady is about four and a half by four and a half. She must weigh <laughs> about three, three fifty or something like that. What? Uh, okay, right in the middle. Who's left? Just me? Is it just me? It must be just me. Okay, pause. 
taking an instrument when I was updating my upgrading my uh, flight status, and I was taking my instrument ground school. She shows up in my instrument class. Never heard that. Did you hear me say that if we'd had ECVs back then, one have been permanently attached to her ass? Wait a second. I don't. I don't think the ECV could handle her. Where did you? Take uh, yeah, she she was a land whale. Where did you Where did you take this instrument update? Was it at Cyprus? Yes, it was. Okay, is this voodoo lady? Is she uh, African American? Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm. I. She. she <laughs> are we recording again? Yes, we are. Okay, good. But she was. Yeah, I saw her on Cypress College all the time. Yeah, that's Voodoo Woman. Did she have an odor? Oh, big time. <laughs> a this, big, old, a big old thick fake eyelashes, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and the thing and was that she was. An inch and a half yeah, she was told she couldn't come in looking like that. So what she'd do is wear kind of air quoting normal clothes in. And then would change in and, the park. And no makeup. And no makeup. Yeah. She'd come in with no makeup. And then as soon as she'd get in, she'd change clothes. And she'd put on the white pan- pancake makeup, the silver, like I said, the silver eyeshadow that went over her eyebrows. Metallic yeah. silver. That's funny. I never saw her at Disneyland. I saw her at Cypress College all the time. But but she shows up She shows up in my ground school. And it's like the instructor's just looking, are you sure you're in the right class? Yes, I am. Are you certain you're in the right class? Yes, I am. Yeah, she, she's, she's like a she's fixture there, too. She still has her little curse, because we talk about her and we drop out here, so... Uh, what what kind of what kind of small, light aircraft could have got her ass in the oh, air? Oh, no. She, <laughs> she, no, 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 no. She would not fit into any aircraft. I'm yeah, sorry. I don't think you could squeeze her through the door. I mean... You, you, she she could probably get into... I, I think the smallest aircraft that I can picture would be a... Um, uh, Cessna twin engine uh, type something or other. No, there's a single engine. I'm trying to remember what it is. It's a, it's basically like a big sky wagon, and I'm trying to remember what the actual name of it. But anyways, so interesting All right. lady. All right, so well, when you start working there, start looking for some dude walking his dog. Yeah, there there there's still quite a few regulars. We we don't have any of the characters like we used to have with the admiral and the and with Arthur. And <laughs> that, never- that might. I don't the remember the, the admiral. admiral. That might that might be kind of good, <laughs> but um, we do have quite a few regulars. I, I when I'm opening the park, I have my regulars that come out there and oh, I haven't seen you for a couple weeks, Rich. And it's like, well, been other places, so I'm still here. I didn't yeah, yeah. It's like those two kids that we used to see when I worked on the island for years, and they they kind of looked like they were, uh, I don't know. Left door. I mean, the girl looked like she almost was wearing a sack for a dress, but they, you know, you could, oh, yep, it's three o'clock. You know, you, yeah. Every day. I really wondered oh. if the kid turned out to be David O'Neill because he talked about this wretched childhood he had and he spent all kinds of time at Disneyland. It was, you know, someone had bought him an annual pass. It was like babysitting. I, I'm beginning to think that because he talks about having a sister and I was trying to put the age together. I think that might have been him and his sister that we used to see all the time. They'd come on the island for hours, but you know we'd see him like running through New Orleans Square about the same time every day, and then they'd end up on the island and play for hours. And you knew it was just babysitting. It was when annual passes first started. Yeah, and we and, and there's actually a couple of celebrities that are somewhat regulars around in there too. Speaking of which, funny story for today. I guess um, the Lakers made. Okay, for everybody to get caught up on what date we're recording, this is the day after the Lakers had their victory parade in Los Angeles. Who, who I are guess, the Lakers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, guess I, I, they, I don't give a shit. Some, this is all I, I, I don't, 
I don't care about them. But anyways, my son loves them. I I can't stand the felons. But um, the uh, uh, all right parade yesterday. Yes, I guess they were supposed to have some sort of. They the Lakers announced that they were going to have some sort of uh, to do over at Disneyland today, which was. We didn't know anything about that, but I guess we were going to. And then the Lakers backed out at the last minute. But in the meantime, we had all these Laker fans lining up Main Street this morning in the hub area waiting for the Lakers. And we're trying to tell them they're not coming. Oh, well, we'll just wait here for a while. No, seriously, they're not coming. There's That's stuff, just things that dumb. Just could not convince them that they weren't going to come. But then later on, uh, Kobe showed up with his two daughters. And Kobe's kind of a regular in the park. He... Uh, um, comes in, but of course now you got all the Laker fans out there, so it, he ended up doing photo ops out there. So, yeah, I hadn't heard they were coming. I knew they were having their parade. I mean, I listen to the news every day in the car when I'm driving around, so I got all that. I, I never heard any Disneyland connection. I, w- I wonder if it was one of those kind of like um, they kind did. of beh- behind the scene announcement where some of the guys were like, because um, what what was the guy that tied the game up? I don't even know who these jokers are, but he was on Regis uh, Regis this morning. I guess he tied the game up and gave them the chance to go ahead. I, I didn't watch it, so I don't know what was going on. But um, so for you to say that they were planning to go to thank you, Derek Fisher. Thank you to to Disneyland. Also, that seems like you're saying odd. You didn't know anything about it because obviously some guys are in New York doing a TV show. Other guys are, you know, doing whatever. Yeah, and. You know, I took I talked to a payment and having them come in over the weekend. And now I'm I will say on this point, I'm speculating. I'm kind of reading between the lines on this one here. But I guess the Lakers didn't want to come do any kind of parade at Disneyland before they did a Los Angeles parade, so they kind of backed off and you know wanted to do the los angeles parade first well that was yesterday so i guess the assumption was they were going to go ahead as soon as they did the los angeles parade they'd come here the next day but then they said no they're not coming in and anything and that's the last i've heard of anything so my thought was they might come in tomorrow they might come out next week uh i was talking to uh one of the managers and he said well the only reason we had them last year was because they were playing the magic and it was kind of a bet between uh Disneyland in Orlando, Disneyland yes. And Disney World, you know, on who was going to get what, and that was because of Orlando and, and Anaheim or Los Angeles. So, and they weren't expecting anything this year for the Lakers at Disneyland. So, screw them. Yeah, whatever. Well, yeah, I, if they were a Disney property, I'd understand. Or even, even associated with, you know, Anaheim, because the Angels are no longer a Disney property, but they're still an Anaheim property. So, and there's still, there is a, still a tie between the angels. And we still have the angels coming, coming. Yeah, right uh, angels, right. beat, angels beat yeah. the Dodgers today. <laughs> oh, did they finally win? I, the last I saw it was tied. When yes. I was looking at the Molinelli. Six to three. Nice. All right. Hey, there's a, there's, <laughs> there's a home, <laughs> there's a homie. Homie's tuned in, Greg. Yeah, I saw that. That's why I said, if it's not Scottish, it's crap. <laughs> we should have that guy come on and see if he's on Skype just to hear his accent. <laughs> what what was I watching the other day? They were we were we were laughing so hard. They were doing some um it was like a montage of things and 
and one of the um, things he was doing, he had himself painted up like um, uh, uh, well, spit it out, Bra- like Braveheart. You know, he, um, I was I, William I was, Wallace. Yeah, and he's going. We will, you know, the the whole freedom speech, and but I, I forgot when they, they they show him. Then he do something else. Then he do something else. It's something we just watched. Now, now I'm uh, I'm trying to think what movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know what it's from. Have you seen the Have you seen A Team yet? No. It's actually I've heard. You know, I've heard it's bad. Uh, seriously? Yeah. Kidding. I just finally saw 2012 last night. So. Oh jeez. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is the way I look at A Team. We're gonna tangent here for a second. Okay. What was the A Team TV series like? It was campy. Yes. Right? Yes. Unbelievable yeah. but times. Over the top acting. Yes. It, it was very comic book. And it did five years of successful television. <laughs> yes. Right? Not okay. a single person died with all those bullets flying around. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Okay, so now we have but, the movie. But you, had, you also had very strong character actors that made it successful, I think, too. I, I totally not, agree. I'm not saying, not saying anything bad about the current actors. I'm just saying between the ones that stand out between George Papard, Dirk Benedict, and... Um, Mr. T. Mr. T, and I'm trying to... Uh, Dwight, Dwight Schultz. Yeah. Uh, they just grabbed those parts and ran with it and made it uh, very campy and very comic book style. They just overdid it. Yeah, you're over, like you said, overdone acting, but it was great. Yeah, it, it was very 1980s when you had a lot of other... Well, I guess that was was the late '80s, early '90s, uh, I think. Yeah. But uh, I I gotta say that um, for me it was very, very much like that, but obviously much better produced. Uh, I, uh, so it's still campy the, then. It was not hugely campy. It's not like uh, taking "I Dream a Genie" campy show with canned laughter. Making the two-hour movie on TV, no canned laughter, no campiness, and they just totally destroy it because they try to do something else with it, right? Yeah. They're, try, they're trying to be serious other than what it really was, was just ex- like ex- comedy. Exactly. This one, you know, you had uh, stunts and things that you might say are maybe plausible. You know, they're a little maybe over the top, and there's some... I mean, you expect it from the A-team, right? Because the A-team never get hurt. They might take a bullet. They might do this. But, you know, in the end, the A-team is A-team, right? But you get the whole right. setup, why they're the A-team and how they got to know each other. And there are two cameos, but you have to sit all the way through the credits to get to well, two that's cameos. Not, that's not a cameo. Oh, they, a cameo? Well, they're, they're, <laughs> they're, okay, there is an end scene. And in the end scene, okay. there are cameos. Okay. I know what I know what you're saying, uh, but no, it wasn't just the two people doing a cameo. There was like a con- small continuation of the story, and that's when the cameos popped okay. up. Okay, all right. But you know the the George Pappard uh, dude. Um, I, why am I? I'm going blank on his Han- name. Right Hannibal. Now. Hannibal. No, 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 no. The guy that acted in the movie. Liam uh, Neeson. Liam Neeson. Liam Le- great actor. I think he did pretty good on this. And uh, the dude that plays Dirk Benedict's part, a well-known face. actor also. Bradley Cooper. Uh, face. Uh, very good. The dude that played um, Mr. T's part. Uh, B.A. Baracus. Some, re- some wrestler what? dude or Somebody's, MMA dude. Yeah. Somebody here really liked the, the uh, A-Team series. I, I love tell. the A-Team. That was <laughs> You almost reminded me of a time when I'm working at that night photo supply in Lakewood years ago. This... I would say, see, we're, we're, Richard and I were close to age. We would have been 
1920, I think, by this time. Ancient this, history. Yeah, this kid that's um, maybe 12, I think, is coming into the Photoshop, maybe with his grandmother, trying to explain the whole A-team thing. They're, they're mercenaries. They're, it, was, it was cute, but it was also kind of funny because you could tell the, the older person... Just wasn't having it? Just couldn't have cared or didn't have a clue or didn't understand, but this, this, this youth, this youth... He yeah. was really into it, sort of like Richard is right now. He he got he's got all the characters down, and then the guy that played what's the the one I always liked was the pilot, Howling uh, Mad Murdoch. Yes, uh, and Howling I can't the, the guy looked familiar, but I can't put my he appeared in know, Star Trek the actor Dwight Schultz. Dwight Schultz, yeah, I looked Dwight up the other night, and he's actually not done a lot yeah. in Star Lieutenant Trek. Is, Barkley. Yeah, Barkley. Yeah. I mean Barkley. Star Trek is actually probably that and the A team have been his biggest things he's done. Other than that, he's done very little. But the guy that plays his part in the movie, I he seemed familiar. District but Nine. I, ah, thank you, Vickus. Uh, Vickus the idiot from District it was a Nine. Horrible, horrible movie, but you didn't like, like District Nine. I. <laughs> Come wide. No, I, I, I sit, Karen wanted to leave, and I made her sit through the whole thing. <laughs> I thought I was totally misled by the trailers, but that's not unusual to be misled by a trailer, uh, i.e. Star Trek V. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I thought it was kind of good for the kind of concept, but it's like, okay, we're watching Apartheid with Aliens. I th- okay, you talked about a movie that I think was campy, kind of weird. Creatures. But to put it up for an Academy Award and not nominate the new Star Trek, I think was, you know... Um, a really a shame. They they widened the pool to get more, you know, interest, and then they put that up against. Wait, some it was up film. for it was up for best picture too. Yeah. See, riding is about the only thing you really had a chance at. I would think. Yeah, but anyways, a unique concept. I got to say, they 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 drew you in. But anyways, the A team did like I think eighty million worldwide in the opening weekend, which is respectable. Um, I don't think it's going to be a huge hit, but considering Sex in the City 2 is still out and it's made less money, it's probably going to be out for three or four weeks or you know maybe more. It was fun. I think it was a fun movie. If you want to go in, grab some popcorn, a soda, you know, whatever your, your liking is in a theater and have a nice two hours of entertainment and fun without having to think deeply about what just happened or what the twist is. And, you know, yes, it was predictable at times, but so what? It was a fun movie. I, I, how, I, how do we get on the A-team, by the way? Were, were you making some other point? We ended up over here in the weeds? Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I, uh, I got to throw in here real quick. It's Star something to do Trek about five, They only had one Romulan, I think. Star Trek V was the one with the uh, search for God. Yes. Why does I mean, God, why does God need here. a spaceship? Right, right. you're yeah. right. It had, the, it had the chick ambassador Romulan. And that's it's the only Romulan. You didn't have any any good Romulans in, in the original Star Trek movies. Didn't have any Romulans. I don't think. Yeah, but she was kind of hot. <laughs> she was. No, no, yeah, no, I'll give you that. But the rest of the movie was pretty weak. Uh, though I've read a book by one of Shatner's daughters, and she describes what the original uh, story and treatment that he brought to uh, Paramount to do much different. Same basic overall thing, but. Paramount kept saying no, 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 too much, no, and it got pared down to the piece of crap we we see. So, uh, anyways, but I, I enjoyed I, again. I, I enjoyed it. So <laughs> I'm looking yeah. at all these quotes from Star Trek going on. You don't ask the Almighty for his ID, Jim. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it, 
you 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 got to give it there. There there are a few funny lines. Be one with the horse. You know all those kind of things. I know this ship like the back of my hand. Thump. Thump. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now. Okay. The A team from William Wallace. Both stories about kick-ass guys. Oh, well, that's right. Yeah, we, we were on the. We were on. Oh, a- William Wallace. And then Murdoch was like doing all these different things like Murdoch does. And at one point, he's got his face painted up like William William Wallace, and uh, so that was kind of funny. Did you guys see Toy Story? No. No, I have not. I Toy saw Story talking about it here. Yeah, Toy Story did make um I guess you could say Disney history for Disney Pixar. It made the hundred million by estimates. I, I I the true numbers will probably come in by now. So it be the first Disney Pixar to hit the blockbuster status if a hundred million dollars is still considered blockbuster these days. You'd think they need to raise the bar. Um but it should have made the hundred million, which no other Pixar has made in the first weekend. A couple have got close, but this one actually hit it. And it was fun. I mean, again, somewhat predictable. Some of the toys don't make it, blah, blah, blah. But I think it was fun. I think it'll do well. <laughs> okay. All right. Nice. Like or, just, that just ran out. Well, you guys haven't seen it. You have no frame of reference. That's so. correct. And that's now, correct, well, who yeah. did you hear that the, a, from, that the A-team was horrible? Critics? Yeah. Friends? Uh, no, no, no. Um, newspaper, Romans. right? Yeah, critic people. Yeah, you know, you but, know, critics are like frontline cast members. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, it's it's all my life. I, you know, I want to watch it, oh, but you know, just, what what did the critics say about Star Wars? I don't know, dude. I was thirteen. I didn't give a shit about critics when I was thirteen. I, I, I bet you Richard knows. I, I, <laughs> I think it was panned. Yeah, I Star think one Wars of those- was panned. So was Raiders of the Lost Ark was panned. No, well, it wasn't. Except- Raiders wasn't panned. Like, uh, it was by um, what's his name? Ebert or Channel Two. Siskel or whatever those guys. Oh, Shallot, the no. curly-haired dude. No, the bald guy. The bald guy with the glasses. Bald guy with glasses. He used to be on Channel Two. He panned it. Regis Philbin was the uh, critic for Channel Seven out here at the time, and he was beside himself. He thought it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. Wait, which one? Raiders. 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 Oh, okay. Of course, I read the book before the movie came out. I was, I was. Roaring for that one. So, hmm. anyways, right. so uh, let's let's move All right. on. Let's move All right, on. is there any more? Okay, so I read Jason's kooky looking dude, and we yeah, all we I, talked I, about I, was I the admiral and Arthur, and the voodoo lady who whose reach reach went much farther beyond Disneyland than anyone ever thought. Yeah. Okay, so that goes there. Uh, here's a guy who wants to ask us about music. Greg didn't want to talk about this one though He's no you can if you want i wanted to get to the one from paul is that paul kind of, it it corrected i thought he sent it to you also it corrected um a claim that shaft had made maybe incorrect paul what's the date of it uh let me look and he actually sent us the supporting documentation to um uh, back up his point Let, well, let's, let's it, it was it was on 616 616 from Paul. Let me, let, me, let me see who he sent it to. He sent it to you because. Uh, oh, I Paul Barry. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to say, I'm not looking up any mail right now because with the bandwidth issues, I don't want to be the one that's going to screw things up here. So. What? I'm not going to bring up any mail right now to try to read mail. Oh, okay. Because I don't want to take the chance that I'm going to screw up something on the bandwidth. Oh, well, thank you. he's, got, enough, a, he's got MP3 we can play. Here. I should die. I should put that on the player here, and we can. Yes, you should because that's gonna back up his point. 
All right, give oh, me a couple okay, minutes. Then if we're going to talk about that, while well, he said, why don't you read the letter, Greg? And I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll read the other one. Um, you you wanted to talk about? Um, well, no, you're, what, you've you've, you've piqued it? my curiosity. About no, you know, well, what he's setting it up there because it's a very short email. I'll read the one. I think are you, Mike? Were you talking about the one? Ask kissing and a few MP3s. No, I was talking about the one uh, where he wanted. Oh, sh- my well, cash show discussion from Alexander, June eighth. Okay, well, let me read this one. It's real short then. Okay. Um, I. Greg, just wanted to say you guys do a great job with your show. When a new episode comes out, it automatically jumps to the top of my must-listen-to podcast list. I know you and Mike have been fans of Drum Corps, so I recently found some MP3s I thought you guys would like, but I can't send them in the email because the files are so large. Is there another way I can send them to you? One is the Blue Devil Show from 06, The Godfather Part Blue. Another is Blue Coat Show from 2008. <laughs> Uh, 2008 entitled Knockout. It's a Rocky-type boxing show. There's also Carolina Crown from 2008, which features some great classical music. Hope you enjoy them. Keep up the great work. And um, then he sent a Blogspot thing. So I will forward. It looks like you didn't get this. I will forward it to you guys. And maybe Mike, you could give him the FTP to yeah, yeah. send them. That you can share them with me from there. Sound good? Sounds like a plan. All right, because I'd like to see those. Because I, I miss. I, have you seen the advertisements in your theater where you can watch the Drum Corps International in the theater? Yes, the you got to watch the finals in Madison or wherever they. Yeah, I, I was real tempted um, to do that because that sounded really cool. I have not. God, I can't tell you if I've ever seen one actually in person other than the Blue Devils used to practice close to one of our friends' house when we were in high school. We just go watch them practice. Uh, I've only seen the drum corps stuff on TV, never in person. So I'd, that'd be fun to uh, to see that. That could be kind of fun. thanks to digital cinema. Yes, thank you, digital cinema. Okay, now, um, Mike, which what day did you say that one was again? Uh, June. Hang on, I'm doing Paul's thing. June. And do you? What was the name of the? Um, is Mice Cast Show Discussion, Alexander Gleason, June 8th. June 8th. There it is. All right. Let's see what this has to say. Greg, Mike, and Richard, following the Disney renaissance of the late 80s and early 90s, when Disney was releasing films like The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, and Aladdin, it seemed that Disney movies began to decline with regards to their musical scores. As I'm sure you all know, the music of Beauty and the Beast was inspired by Stephen Sondheim's A Little Night Music. Didn't this know is that. just I, I didn't either. This uh, is just one example of the many crisscrosses Disney has had with Broadway. And in the past ten years, many of Disney movies have been transformed into Broadway shows. My question for you, gentlemen, and I hope that was you loosely, yeah. <laughs> is what do you believe is the most outstanding score from Disney, the Disney films in the past 10 years? It can be anything except, and he says in big, loud, yelling letters, Pixar. I would love your opinions. Hope to hear a show soon. So much for Randy Newman getting his uh, yeah. window. <laughs> or I was thinking Michael Giacchino from like The Incredibles or something. Yeah. I hope to hear a new show like soon. Uh, keep them coming. Your loyal listener, Alex G. I was going to wow. say uh, The Incredibles was really good because Michael Giacchino did that. But the, uh, John Barry wrote the original uh, themes that Michael Giacchino used later in the film. Really? 
Yeah, uh, I found up, that out from up, up was also a great soundtrack, I think. Yeah, yeah um, they, they were playing the advertisements in Target. I forgot the soundtrack, and that was really good music. I really dug the Incredibles music. Yeah, now, you know, I, I got to say, <coughs> of all the last, okay, first I'd have to look up Disney movies of the last 10 years because uh, I'd have to, you know, oh, jeez, I'd look up Disney animated. 10 movies. years? Okay, shoot, 2000. Are we limited to animation? It says most outstanding score from a Disney film in the past ten years. All right, so, so Disney films. Uh, yeah, but when he when he excluded Pixar, that made me think yeah, animation. Hard. Maybe I'm. Yeah. Then I'm going to have to go with uh, Hans Zimmer with Pirates. Okay. Uh, you know, yeah. I probably well, may, yes, that's a, that's a great one. I I might go with. Um, oh. Enchanted. Enchanted sucks. Um, <laughs> Enchanted, Enchanted, was, Enchanted was cute. I'll give it, it that. Cute. I think I think it was a very cute they, movie. And they had, I, I gotta say, they did have some pretty cool songs on there. But oh, National Treasure is probably where I'd go. I listened to that yeah, sound a lot. I was gonna say the the first movie, the first National Treasure movie. I Even think both of them had a, a great score. Actually, it's not a Disney movie, but one of my one of favorite scores, oddly enough. Is um, crap. I just lost it. Crap. I see. I see it in my mind. No, it was the one with uh, the old James Bond, and uh, no, Darby O'Gill. No, okay, the old James Bond. So who's our current James Bond? So the old one would might be the predecessor to the current James Bond. Um, Doubtfire. Wait, you're talking about um, the actor Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. So I'm uh, it was the movie where he stole the art. It's a remake of a, of an older movie. Oh, oh uh, Thomas Crown. Thomas, Thomas Crown Affair. Great soundtrack. In fact, I I just heard an ad on TV today that was using the uh, the soundtrack from that. It's it's a great uh, quirky uh, soundtrack. Yeah. But. See, see, when you say old James Bond, everybody automatically thinks Connery. I, old, I don't. I I think it's how. I, not to me. I I when you say the best James Bond. Obviously, Connery. Meet, meet the Robinsons. That that had some. Uh, okay, so I, I, I'm yeah, I'm looking at the last ten uh, years here. Okay, Tangled's not open yet. You said two thousand. All right. So what we have is we have uh, to put it into perspective. We would have Fantasia two thousand. Never saw it, so I can't comment. I liked Fantasia two thousand. I have that disc. Dinosaur. Well, you know, but you know, can you really count that? It's all classical. It's nothing. Dinosaur new, was you know. good music. I like dinosaurs' music. Nothing. It's been so long; it doesn't stand out to me. Emperor's New Groove. Uh, Quirks of oh. songs. Tom Jones. Who's who yes. does not like Tom Jones? Tom Jones. <laughs> I, I can't say that I know a Tom Jones song, or What's I don't know that. Okay, yeah. so I do know one. He was also uh, he was also in Mars Attacks. Okay, wait, That's but right. remember, the, the guy said not score, okay. not song. Did Tom yeah, Jones but, do the score? Tom Jones no. did the uh, original okay, song. Okay, the guy, the guy asked about score, not songs. Totally different. But, score. The music in the... the no, well, he, he talked about... You know, score no, he said song. score. Not it says score is question of score. Still, still liked it. Still liked okay, it. good for you. Uh, Atlantis, The Lost Empire, never saw it. Lilo and Stitch, never Atlantis saw it. Atlantis had some good music to it. Treasure Planet, never saw it. Actually, okay. I've seen a little bit of that on TV. It didn't stand out to be overly great. Uh, uh, Brother Bear saw it. Did, oh, Treasure Planet was uh, Newton Howard. 
Yeah. I, I saw Brother yeah. Bear while I was mixing the sound for church on a Sunday while they were singing. I was watching Brother Bear up in the balcony. Not the songs, the score. Score. Forget the well, song. Okay, let's let's back up to the question. He was making reference to Little Mermaid, and he was making reference to Beauty and the Beast. He's talking about songs, score, the whole kit and caboodle. I would think. I'm going to Wait, say no, no, let's not. Let's not uh, had some good songs, plural, with a good soundtrack to it. Okay. okay. He specifically asked for the score, not the song. Now, if he mixed up what he meant, most outstanding score. score. Most outstanding score. So that's why the frick did we start off with the Little Mermaid and it had a it had the, a score. Score. Little, Little Mermaid, Mermaid had a score and, and the uh, Broadway musical reference. They all have scores. That's why. Well, they do all have scores, but they also have songs oh, and. Okay, but he doesn't want to know. Said, he said specifically I, and, okay, score. Let Let me rephrase my statement. I thought Brother Bear had a pretty damn good score. Okay, nope. had Next a lot of good songs too. It could be good either way. Okay, so there. Uh, okay, Thank home you. on the range. No. <laughs> Chicken Little. Okay. Meet the Robinsons. Uh, Robinsons was kind of neat. I like that. Bolt. One. I like Bolt. I just I like the- yeah I like the movie, but none of these stand out as having a great. No, score. no, none of them stand out. But I I yeah. do I do remember thinking listening to Bolt that. Uh, the the music did a good job of setting the mood. Yeah, and Princess and the Frog would be the last. <laughs> oh, that sucked. And we have no idea where Tangled's going to go. So, so yeah, I don't That's know. I animation and like the ones that stand out in my mind were all the live action. So, well, he said ten years, nothing stands out. And if he if if I had to answer which I thought was the best, I'd stick with Aladdin. But see, you know, I think I think sometimes. You know, if you've got a great score in a weak movie, you're not going to remember the score. I, I, I'm, I think in general, when you got them both, I think then they all stand out. I, I think anybody can say Fantasia 2000 probably had a great score because it's all great classical music. Um, you know, Tarzan just missed that 10-year thing. Would it, would it have had a great score or Mulan? Because those Mulan those, had uh, Mulan scores okay. It's, yeah, it's all right. They had a lot of music that set the mood. I, but I, Yeah, I like that. that. That had a really good score. Dinosaur, I think, really did. I, and that's another James Newton Howard, if I remember correctly. That had a really good score to it as well, Dinosaur. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, live action would be a lot easier because I think there's some, there's absolutely great scores. Well, but in, the, do, in their animation, I, I do it's not We really call Dinosaur live action. I didn't, call, I, didn't, I didn't call Dinosaur live action. Nobody said Dinosaur was live action. Oh, well. I said okay. if we were talking live action, there's some great scores. Yeah. Um, no, Dinosaur was truly an animated film, yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's kind of a combination of two things. I mean, Richard added the music part in. What makes uh, Mermaid memorable? It's a combination of a lot of things, you know kind of back to a fairy tale you, you've got good music and a good score good songs you know the whole the whole bit uh, but none of these in the last 10 years stand out as even great movies oh I thought Brother Bear was pretty good I enjoyed it what I've seen of Pleasure Planet Treasure Planet when we were watching it here at home or one of the girls was watching it, I didn't see it all it looked okay and then I start to wonder about all those stories that 
Eisner was making all these tank by not uh, not um, promoting them well. I, I don't know. You know, I, uh, Home on the Range. You know, that reminded me of some old style animations, kind of some Ward Kimball stuff, but it didn't seem to stand on its own. It seems like they could have shortened that into a short and made something funny out of it. You know, how like, about how about Princess Diaries? That Princess, that falls in the ten year. Yeah, but that's a that's a that's a movie. That's okay, not but, a. But the pic, I mean, the question was. I, I know that I, I I assume partly that because he talked about all this animation that he yes. was talking animation. Many of the Disney movies question believes most extended score from a Disney film. So I expanded the scope beyond. I, I know I know you did, but all his examples were what. Animation. That's that's a that's a Cal Lightman way to direct you to think some way when you really should be thinking somewhere else. That's 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 very possible. <laughs> um, you think Princess uh, Princess Diaries just, had a good score? Yeah, I'm just throwing it out there. The Rookie. I'm just throwing out movies that were that were not, uh, you know, animation yeah. that uh, holes you know, holes. That was a good. That's a, that had a good score to it. Um, one thing Pirates, though, is, Rich, is Richard already mentioned the um, the team that you had back there in the nineties with uh, who was it Mankiewicz and Elton John and uh, Rice How, Howard Ashman Alan uh, Menken is that who you're thinking Man- of Menken that's that's who I'm thinking of Menken Menken Rice um, and Elton John you you had a very unique team that worked together on all that stuff and then they started doing a lot of their Broadway stuff. They've uh, redone some of the uh, their own music for, from those movies for Broadway. And you really haven't had a team set up like that during these past 10 years, though. I mean, Phil Collins did some great work with Tarzan and did some great work but, with... But did, uh, did he score it or Brother did he Bear. just provide some of the songs? He scored some of it, too, I believe. Uh, yeah, see... But, but you had, but you didn't have, you didn't have a team. You didn't have a. When that dude kicked the bucket, which which one? Which one kicked the bucket? Well, Ashman uh, or Mankin? Which one? The kicked alternate it? lifestyle one. Well, I, I know. <laughs> I know why he died too. I'm just trying to remember which which name. It says Mankin. Mankin here. Mankin kicked it. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah. See, I, think, I don't yes. want to. I think I need to know. And yeah. there's another vote for Mankin right there. All right. So when. On Mankin. When when Ashman and Mankin got split up, that that killed an excellent yeah, songwriting duo. Because Ashman combined, they did one where he combined with someone else, and it just didn't. Um, mm, yeah, Tim Rice for. Uh, yeah, was it was it Tim, Tim Rice? Rice for one, and then um, uh, and then Elton John for Lion King, and yeah. then uh, shit. First thing to go, man, is the brain. The memory. All right, Lion King. What came after? What's, Lion what's King? the next one? I'm trying. That's why I have to go back. What's uh, What's the first thing to go again? Uh, all right, Ashman and Mankin was for Aladdin. Okay, so Lion King, Mankin kicked it. So Lion King and uh, Elton John. Poke my harness. Was that Tim Rice? Hunchback. Tim Rice. Hercules. Mulan. I don't know. Fuck. Who cares? All right, I, I I'm ready. Wait, to... wait, wait! Everybody said Minkin, and I'm reading something here. That says uh, before Howard Ashman's untimely death. So... Oh, it was Ashman. All right, so yeah. when Ashman kicked it, sorry. 
Yeah, it's, in 1989, Meek and Ashman wrote the songs for The Little Mermaid, and the new golden age of Disney films started because of their experience in the theater world. Meek and Ashman wrote songs that helped define the characters and move the story along. Exactly. Uh, a first for Disney films. The two, well, I don't know if that's a first, but a first in a long time. The two wrote the songs for the next two films, Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin, before Howard Ashman's untimely death. Um, the I'll rest right of the. Okay, for the rest of the 90s and into 2000, making continued his success with Pocahontas and The Hunchback of Notre Dame with Stephen Swartz and Hercules with David Zippel. Uh, Mankin also wrote additional songs for stage versions of uh, Beauty and the Beast, Hunchback, and The Little Mermaid. Later, Mankin reunited with Stephen Swartz to write songs for Enchanted, which earned three Academy Awards. Um, now, see, now, reading that and then reading, going back to the guy's email again, you almost want to say that the guy his he said score but he's kind of taken on what this this little blog is saying that they wrote you know ditties that made the movie move along that without these little ditties you wouldn't have the same feel for the movie and I don't even know if these these they talk about them writing the song I really have to look up did they also write the score because they didn't necessarily write the score but they may have I, I i don't know oh so rice came in to help finish aladdin that's where tim rice came from because only three of the songs according to this were uh ashman mankin compositions oh okay okay but i mean is that that makes sense you know that because uh, you know you look a little more into uh and maybe he didn't oh, quite yeah. express himself fully is he's when you when you look at the way that blog wrote, I don't know, Richard, if you heard it all, the way that blog was written, it talked about how with their Broadway experience, they brought in the songs that move the story along. Uh, so he may have said score, but not, you know. Yeah, well, that, that's, that's kind of where I was kind of understanding. I know you, yeah, well. I know that's where you were going. Mencken was the composer, by the way. He was. So, okay. so Ashman was the songwriter. Mencken was the composer. So if I had to guess that Mankin scored, actually scored the films in addition to... Yeah, I whatever. was going to look up one of the films to see if there was... Because, uh, you know, often you see um, movies that have songs written by and score somebody else. In fact, True. that's what I think... What was it? Uh, was it the first Batman that some people got really upset because they were going to buy um, Danny Elfman's score and they were ended yes. up getting the, Prince, the Prince, Prince's the crap. Prince, yeah. Prince, yeah. yeah. All right, so, songs from versus score. I think that's no, when that it was, really started. It was, hang on a second. My dog's chasing something. Yeah, it was music inspired by Batman. It had nothing to do with Batman. Take care of your dog problem because I got this Paul thing ready to play. All right, so yes, Mermaid, score. Greg? Yeah, oh, hey, I was yeah. looking it up. Yeah. Beauty uh, and yeah, the I'm, Beast, score. Aladdin, I'm, score. Oh, uh, you found this. Yeah, well, wiki, right? Wikipedia. Oh, well, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm looking at the free encyclopedia. Yeah. Um, always, always known to be at least uh, well, 30%, 30% right. A lot of, okay, but a lot of this stuff's verifiable, right? I mean... Sure, sure, yeah. sure. You know, it says music by... And, and there again, some people use these terms loosely. Music by versus scored by versus, you know. But yeah, yeah. I, it sounds like... Uh, he Okay, uh, so he won an Academy Award... Uh, uh, Mencken did one Academy Award original score, Little Mermaid. There you go. So okay. Mencken was scoring. Yes, one sco original score for Beauty and the Beast. One yes, original score for Latin. Okay, so you see this. Okay, yeah, yeah, very good. I'm back again. 
Yeah, my dog's chasing something in a dark corner of the backyard, and I don't have a flashlight with me. But it's is, kind of like is it outside? Out now. Is it outside? Yeah, I'm sitting, well, I'm sitting outside right now in the backyard. Okay, but is the creature that the dog is after outside? Yes. So who cares? Well, he's kind of like freaking me. I don't want this creature to come walking around over here, especially if it turns out to be a skunk or something. Well, if there's a fence in between, that's why it won't. No, no. It's in the backyard. He's in this dark corner of my backyard. Kill it with fire. Awesome. Yeah, awesome advice. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, I, I got to see Waking Waking with Sleeping Beauty is in a, such a limited release. I've got to drive to L.A. to see it. I'll probably have to wait till it comes on video, but I, I really want to see it. I've been told it's excellent. I, I've actually been told it's not only is it excellent, but it's incredibly sad to see the state that animation was in, where it's been, where it is now, You know, and it's in some ways very... Uh, upsetting to find out that Disney animation hasn't made a great film in a long time yet Pixar's doing well uh, DreamWorks is doing well a lot of people are doing well but Disney can't seem to make a winner and I you know I was I had a back and forth email or Facebook argument with somebody about uh, Princess and the Frog being a loser and he was trying to compare it to Mermaid, that Mermaid only made a certain percentage in its time. And I was trying to use, you know, convert the numbers into real numbers for today to see how it compared. Um, and from what I've been told, the studio is only looking at the domestic profits to consider whether, whether or not Princess and the Frog was a success. And if you... Um, okay, Pirates, for example, the new Pirates, its budget includes distribution, promotion, all that. Princess and the Frog, most of the animation films, Pixar's, don't include the um, distribution. So you, you roughly double the production cost. So you've got Princess and the Frog costing $150 million to make, so it's 300 to get it out, all that. And you look at the money it made. Okay, worldwide it made that, but when you look at its domestic, it didn't even make back what it cost to produce it. So in that term, it's looked at as a failure from the studio. Fans might look at it and say, hey, look, if you look at the raw numbers, that's a success. But when you take into account all this other stuff, it's not a success. And when you look at Mermaid, what I was arguing with the guy, it, it, I think it made $80 million. It cost $40. Uh, I think eight, you, uh, but you put into that the real-time numbers, and there was a, I think it was more successful. But you also looked at where Disney Animation had been. And what Mermaid did to kind of restart it, there's probably other factors. But considering where Disney Animation is now and how poorly Princess and the Frog did, then, you know, and you also got to look at the elevated costs and try to take that into account. And it wasn't released in 3D, right? It was only a 2D Ooh. flick. Uh, Princess and I the Frog. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, yeah, hand-drawn animation. Yeah, but, you know, a lot of these 3D movies are being done post you know, Avatar was done during production. Uh, Tim Burton's Alice was done post. So not everything is the three. A lot of the three D is being done post. So, uh, yeah, but how do you how do you make a hand drawn animation look three D? Well, for for yeah, the, there there's the the question. The reason you can do something like in uh, Alice in Wonderland in po in post is because you're still using a lot of digital elements and digital effects. Well, the computer knows th th this was. They were talking about this when they were talking about redoing uh, Nightmare Before Christmas into 3D. The computer model, ha the computer knows where the 3D spatial orientation is. So it's just literally flipping one more switch to tell the computer, okay, make a 3D composite off of it. Since you're using digital 
animation, digital effects for uh, Alice in Wonderland, it's really easy for them to do that in post. We got somebody here telling us that they've seen a, a preview for Beating the Beast that's going to be in 3D. They saw it at D23. I didn't see it. They said it was incredible. The characters weren't flat. They were curved-like. The backgrounds were incredible. So it looks like they are going back and applying it to a hand-drawn. So it, apparently it, it can be done. Um, and because yeah. I, uh, this guy I know at the studio was telling me this story with, uh, or maybe it wasn't him. Now I'm thinking about it. There was this thing, I guess Tim, not Tim, um, the guy at Avatar Cameron visited Burton's set and says, you know, why aren't you doing it 3D at the time of filming? It's better that way, you know. And Burton's like, ah, you know, don't bother me. It's my thing, you know. So everybody's got their opinion. You do it in post or do it through production. Um, I'm sure there's, arguments for both sides of it but uh, all right let, let, let's get to paul's mail so i can play yeah yeah yeah, yeah. good paul's is a good one now okay. this goes back again to a comment richard that you made and the comment okay. was because we were i was arguing that i have never heard a cast member say disneyland park and you say everybody says disneyland park we all say disneyland park um you're there every day and you hear it every day and so paul heard that show and sent me a little text and i kind of laughed and I said, well, prove prove it. So he is proving it here. His email says, and Mike, are you ready to play it, Mike? I'll, yes, I'll I'm ready. It. Just Okay. Hey, guys, Paul here from Wendell. I'm not going to read the less of it. You know, people can figure out where Paul's from. Uh, I was enjoying, <laughs> no, he's from Wendell to the Magic. I was enjoying a recent MiceCast episode and heard Shaft challenge Greg to meet him at the park at Rope Drop to prove him that even the park announcement is called Disneyland, Disneyland Park. Yuck. Anyways, since I doubt the meetup ever occurred, and you are correct, I'm sending along a sound file recorded on the Friday of Westfest so that you can settle this discussion once for all. Thanks, and keep up the great work. Paul J. Berry, Jr., host of Winter to the Magic. Here we go. There we go. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to Disneyland, the place where dreams come true. All of us in the Magic Kingdom are delighted to have you as our guest today. Whether this is your first visit or your 100th, we welcome you to celebrate life's special moments. All through the year, we're extending a special welcome to guests of all ages who become Disney Honorary Volunteers. And we congratulate you for helping to make dreams come true for others. And to all our guests, we hope your visit with us is a memorable one as you discover new ways to celebrate at the happiest place on Earth. For your safety and for those around you, we ask that you walk to your next destination. Thank you, and may you enjoy your day in this magical place called Disneyland. Okay, there it is. Huh. How'd that sound, yeah. by the way? Did that sound okay to you guys? That yeah. actually sounded pretty good, yeah. A little loud, but uh, you know, and the funny thing about this, Richard, is I just read something online that even at Paris, I think they're calling it um, Disneyland Park. Again, bean counter thing. No one uses that vernacular, but um, on maybe stationery, on official documents, it, it says Disneyland Park, but it doesn't seem like really anybody on a day-to-day -day basis is using yeah, you know, honestly, you know, I, I will, I like I said when we first talked about it, I agree with you a hundred percent. I've 
never cared for the sound for Disneyland Park. I, I my argument was way back when was well, why didn't we just call it the Magic Kingdom at Disneyland? And I said, and the answer I was given at the time is well, nobody wants to get it confused with the Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World. And I go, but one's Disneyland Magic Kingdom, one's Walt Disney World Magic Kingdom. You know, of course, you know I'm just a cog in the wheel. I don't I don't make those decisions. The decision was that it was going to be Disneyland Park. You know, it's been ten years now that we've been using that phrase, and it just rolls off the tongue so easily nowadays i hate to say it um i i I just don't notice when i say it and when i when it's not being said half the time but it it is used it is used as disneyland park i'm going to test your theory out and try to get someone to tell me that i i i I still i i'm and i'm and serious i'm not being the douche here according to that one yeah you are no i'm not i've (laughs) never heard that used other than in the official capacity you know, like, uh, you know, not that I've seen Letterhead, but uh, when you see it read or you see the news brief or you go to their website and it, it says Disneyland Park. Short of that, and other than the official capacity, I've never seen anybody on the ground, if you will, frontline cast members, you know, doing the two-finger point to Disneyland Park. Even the, you know, the shuttles that drop you off or the trams don't say Disneyland Park. I'm, I'm 99.9% Disney, you know. Not only, I, th- I think I got you on the one percent on that one. Uh, we'll have I've to heard check. that a few times on the shuttles. Uh, or the shuttles or the tram. I'm talking about the trams. Okay, uh, I haven't been riding them lately since toy. You know, I did go over there the other day. The Toy Story lot was closed. That was last. Really? Yeah, I was really disappointed. I um, it had to be on Disney. Wednesday or Thursday. It Why? Was. Why? It was because those were the grad nights, and we closed that lot because that's where we're going to be. Yes, it was. I think it was last Wednesday because I went to meet um, uh, Electric Mike and Kilt Boy. Yeah, uh, thir- Thursday's going to be our last grad night. We can start the summer season. Oh, uh, good. Sherry would be happy to have that over. Uh, but um, so I haven't ridden a tram in a while. But I, you know, again, I'm pretty sure. But I bet you they haven't changed all the. Um, the tram stuff to Disney California Adventure, and we had an email from Kevin, um, co-host of That's What She Said podcast. <laughs> what? It's, he's the co-host of That's What She Said podcast. You got name? Never, okay. I, yeah, I got a. Oh yeah, it just went to me. It says, "Love to hear your take on the logo change and name change for Disney California Adventure." And he, he, you know, he's quoting the Disney part, and he says, "Kevin, I'm not going to say his last name. Co-host, That's What She Said podcast." So I don't know if that podcast is about the office or he just they're just using that funny phrase from the office um but i know we uh, there i don't i think it was on facebook or might have been some emails i was trading back and forth about the whole uh disneyland park thing also and then dca and you know and all that and uh um because there's there's a lot of times where we'll just refer to it as the park or you know there's california adventure and then there's the park well i know when we when well, we the worked there, and even us three used to call it the park all the time. But yes, as yeah. a as a cast member, I would never say that to a guest because no, that was- no, you you wouldn't say that to a guest. Of course, you know one of the other ones I like referring to is, you know, I work at the park, and then there's South Park. So, <laughs> all right, that, that's remotely funny. Um, it was funnier in the older days, a couple of years ago. <laughs> I mean, I, I the I get old days a couple of years ago. Yeah, I get where you're going on that. It is it is funny, but it's almost a little inside. I think it's a little dated too. Okay, I'm going to move that we quit. 
well, not quit, but finished because we're rolling into two hours. We've read a bunch of mails. We've yeah, and we and we still have a bunch of. I still have a bunch of flag mail that we haven't okay. covered. So yeah, we, we'll be. We might be mailbagging back and forth for a while. Um, they, Richard, so you you didn't get to hear all of our French market thing, but have you know, have you been over the French market since the rehab? Have you noticed any of the changes? I haven't really gone into it. Uh, okay. I've I've walked around, but I haven't looked at outside of looking at the menu, because quite honestly, nothing there ever really sounds good to me. You never liked fried chicken. It's, it's not one nope. of my top. Watermelon neither. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. I, I didn't know you weren't. Can you name Can you name the TV show that's from? That's uh, that's right out of a TV show. Oh. What TV show? I guess not. Oh, an old, old 70s sitcom oh, oh, TV show. Oh, 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 uh, uh, All in the Family? No, no. But oh, it has to be uh, <laughs> Samson's son. No, it was... Oh, wait, wait. We're moving on up? No, no. Jeff Jefferson's? No. You're not going to okay. remember. It's, it was a show called Carter Country. No, I don't oh, even... Oh, okay. Where, the, where, where this African-American dude goes to be a cop in a southern hick town. Oh, nice. And the mayor standing next to him parking down on some fried chicken. And the guy's not eating any. And the guy says, what's the matter? Don't you like fried chicken? And the black guy looks at him and says, nope, watermelon neither. Oh, jeez. Oh, uh, wow. Back in the 70s. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was, it was funny. I didn't, because in, in the young days, Richard would ride Space Mountain with us, would ride uh, Big Thunder. I didn't know until I tried to get him on the roller coaster at State Line that he says he doesn't really like roller coasters. No, I don't. <laughs> And I'm like, wait, you've been riding Space Mountain, you've been riding Big Thunder, you know, Matterhorn. What do you mean you don't like roller coasters? And I, I I've never seen someone so white knuckled as Dude, and stiff as a rock as that, Richard on that. That friggin' roller coaster at State Line is so damn tall. Yeah, remember it's yeah. it's over twenty stories up. Dude, then, it's like you are you're tunnel under the parking lot. I don't know if it's quite that low, but it's you can't even see the bottom. You look, you look over. You're, you're past. You're up higher than the tallest room yeah. tower of and rooms. Then, and that's, that's a twenty-story building. What's funny though is, is, is our friend Don um, was sitting right next to Richard, and I was behind him, and I couldn't help but torture Richard. I was like poking him in the yeah, side. He's poking, he's poking me in the side between his, the chairs there the whole time. His head but, literally never moved. You could see that he probably left indentations in the things to hold on to. And I've never seen someone so rock solid, rigid, hanging on for his life. It was, you know, torturous. I'm sure for him, but funny. But aside after the first drop, it's nothing. It's a oh, after the first drop, it's pretty tame. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's rougher than anything. But that first drop is something else. Uh, Oh, here's a good question, Don. You we have to do this one next week. What's that? Who thinks the Disney hit flop? Hit flop. Will continue and Sources Apprentice will flop, but Tron will triumph. Well, okay. What do they mean by hit flop? Hit flop. What do they consider the hit to flop? The hit to flop. To put this all in perspective, Don, Don, John, compose an email and send it to us. That's that's good. Um, yeah, yeah. Because I'd like to know. I'm I'm hoping that I'm, um, I'm Sources looking forward Apprentice. To sources, will, yeah. yeah, I'm hoping it'll do well, and I'm hoping. I, again, I had this argument uh, on because uh, I was saying something about. Um, at the time, if the Academy Awards were right now, that DreamWorks would be mopping up the floor uh, with Disney because they had two hits. 
Shrek had just come out, and Shrek has still continued on, made pretty good money. Dragon. I don't think it's in Dragon. I don't think Shrek's going to make the money of Toy Stories. I think Toy Stories has got a huge fan base. Though Shrek does, I it, I think it appeals to a different audience. You know, it's like comparing jet fighters to boats because Shrek is truly a fairy tale, and Toy Story is something that connects on a different level with with toys. You know, so it's two different types. Well, it of films. It Shrek, Shrek, I think has has yeah. It has also also designed with a little older audience in the uh, writing. It's more appeals more towards the teen crowd more so than what Toy Story would would be more the younger crowd and the parent crowd. Surprisingly <laughs> enough, though, Richard, I, I saw we saw an opening morning, the first show, a lot of kids. I'm like, crap! Why did I do this? They're making all kinds of noise in the theater. The movie started. I heard more laughs from the parents. I rarely heard a kid make a noise but it was better than being in wall-e going when are we going home is it over yet you know? <laughs> so that was an improvement but that movie is a bit dark at a few spots and i don't mean low lit because somebody <laughs> says yeah there, there were a few holes in the movie and obviously they didn't understand what i meant by dark but there's some dark overtones to this some stuff that could be yeah. remotely scary for some uh, smaller kids i think um though i'm sure a lot of little kids will just be entranced by toys speaking well, and walking around, the story is going to go right over their head. I, I think the story is fairly deep. It's very entertaining. It's a lot of fun, obviously, by the numbers. If they hold, as long as it doesn't take a big drop-off uh, in the next week or two, it's going to it's gonna do some huge numbers, I think. I, uh, the first Toy Story had some dark parts in there. In yes, it did. Yeah. Room. I mean, yeah, that, I, that was yeah. a little freaky to me. There, there's, an, there's another part here that I think you're going to go, wow, is this the way they're going to end this? Uh, so I don't, uh, don't want to give it away. Yeah, but please I, don't. I, I still think, though, I bet you all the Disney Pixar shrills out, or uh, shills out there will never admit this. I, so far, I still think Dragon was the better story. It may not make as much money. It may not be considered, I think, and I think there's a lot of people who might agree with me also, but I think Dragon was a much better story. It was, it was well animated, but it's, I don't think it's going to get the numbers of Toy Story. And a lot of people look at numbers and think of success versus what's just better, you know? So I, I don't know. But it should be interesting at the Academy Awards. I know Lasseter's quite the ego and gets very upset when he doesn't win. Uh, but I think Toy Story will definitely have a chance of. Uh, Winning, uh, it should be interesting to see how the how it goes. Yeah. All right. Are we gonna Are we gonna wrap this up? Yeah. Yeah. To so, uh, <laughs> Don, hopefully, or Don, 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 Disney, and you're also talking yeah. about the amount of time that's in that's put it time in the type of production that's going. Yeah, into. if you want to, yeah, yeah, I, I see where he's going, but I'm trying to keep the genre the same. That, that's what I or you know, live action versus. Uh, uh, yeah, no, keep Pixar out of it. You know, and I thought Sam, I, I enjoyed Prince of Persia. I don't think it was great. My daughter and my wife loved it, and wanted to see it. I think they saw it twice. I was entertained, but that was about it. So, well, that's good. I don't think it was terrible. I mean, you could turn it on Saturday afternoon with a beer and, you know, enjoy it, but, you know, whatever. All right, so you want to wrap it up? Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, please. I don't know. I guess maybe we should pull our audience. They want us to wrap it up. I mean, I got plenty of time. 
Okay, I'll, I'll tell you how I know it's time to wrap it up. At, yeah. at the maximum number, we had 15 people listening. And where are we now? 10. We've lost one third. Oh, I, I, I due to the advanced hour. You think I it's the going to bed there? So. Uh, okay. Well, you know, those are the East Coasters, I think. From well, the or the vampires are still with us. Like yeah, you, like you, Matt. Is Matt in there? Matt from uh, yeah. PA? I didn't see Matt in no, there. No, no, the other Matt. Oh, okay. So it is. Okay. So, okay. Let's so, wrap it. So let's say goodnight, and we'll be done. <laughs> All righty, goodnight. Good night.